Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. You got to give me a sack, Chandler. Uh, give me a sack. Sack! Yes. <laughs> How about those freaking pirates? It's a me, a man's a Garcia. Puedes pintar este violeta. Y'all are intimidating guys, you know what I'm saying? Y'all are famous, y'all are celebrity-type guys, and that's intimidating. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Dang it, I was talking during Shirley's new open. I'm going to have to wait till tomorrow to hear it again, but well done on that. Shirley Rhodes, and welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Game week for college football. We have entered week zero Got some real football games coming up this Saturday. East Carolina the following Saturday. NFL guys the Thursday and Sunday after that. So exciting times. And we are talking football on today's edition of Pirate Radio Live on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show. Be a part of the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. We want to hear from you on this monday to kick off uh, a football week and uh, excited about that my commanders are going to end the longest streak going in preseason football history tonight when they take on keaton mitchell and the ravens so we got a ton to talk about coming off a media day weekend here on pirate radio live shirley rhodes is here and turn joey in the house back to school the big dog glenn griffin in the house ellerby to my left chandler honeycutt the georgia peach back and on Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Coming up on today's show, we've got Double B, Brian Bailey. I did the Touchdown Friday ride-along on Friday night. Was at the field with Bailey, went back to the NCT studios, was able to watch the show from inside the studio. It was really cool. We'll recap that. Talk some high school football, some ECU, some NFL with BB coming up in hour number two. Landon Ginn, former Pirate, going to join us in hour number two as well as he is rising up the ranks in Major League Baseball with the Chicago Cubs organization. So we'll talk to Landon about his time here at East Carolina and his time now as a pro and then former East Carolina wide receiver and Pirate Coach Jason Nichols will join us in hour number three. Full Media Day recap coming your way on Pirate Radio Live. All right, there's the setup. Now we got a fun show to do. Let's uh, welcome in the gentleman to my left. First up, Jonathan Ellerby. Hello, Jonathan. Clipper. What's going on, my man? A lot. It does. I a mean, whole the show lot. is action-packed. Ten days until the Pirate Radio party. Twelve man. days until... East Carolina, Michigan. It is getting real. Classes have started at East Carolina. Man, what a fun time of year. Absolutely. Chandler Honeycutt, back from Georgia, is here. Hello, Chandman. Hello, Clipper. Good to see you. And if you don't know his name, he is wearing his name tag, just so everybody knows who he is and what table he was sitting at earlier today at the luncheon, the football luncheon. Yeah. 
How was that? That was awesome. It was great. That just kind of tells you that football is drawing near. Like Jonathan said, 12 days away until ECU Michigan, 10 days away until we're kicking it off at our annual party, the Pirate of Football Kickoff Party with the chairman of the board. And uh, Coach Houston got up there and spoke. Uh, they talked to the, both of the coordinators, and then uh, they were able to uh, ask questions. Uh, the crowd was able to ask questions to uh, to Coach Houston. and uh, Well put by the Pirate Club, and then also John Gilbert got up there and spoke as well. Jamie says, who's that guy on the far right? That That's is me. indeed Chandler Honeycutt. Tyler said, has Chandler been long, gone so long he needs a name tag? Just to make sure everybody remembers who he is. Yeah, and what table I sat at. Good to have it. Good to have you. Uh, Joey says, hello, Shirley, and to nobody else. That's all right. Thanks, Joey. All right. Uh, Pike uh, has liked the stream, and he says, we are closer to seeing some pirate football. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed, we are. Ellery, you were holding up a cool shirt. Yes. Came on so the I will show, I'll show the uh, viewing audience right now, like our friends Joey and Pike and whoever else you just talked about chiming in right there. If you see this shirt, it's a uh, nice Comfort Colors shirt. It's got the state logo with the voice in the center of it, the uh, autograph of Jeff Charles, a paint can there. These are going to be the exclusive shirts we are going to sell at the uh, Pirate Radio Football Kickoff Party on Thursday, August 31st. Every dollar we sell this shirt for will go to that new scholarship for the uh, Jeff Charles's uh, School of Broadcasting at Communications over at East Carolina. So um, come on out to the party next Thursday. Get your shirt. You can get your tickets right now for only 10 bucks at PR927FM.com. And, uh, of course, entertainment by chairman of the board mr table 19 chandler honeycutt's going to be there and then uh, we're going to sell these uh, really cool shirts so uh, i think it's going to be a, a fun night just uh, always a good time to get the pirate nation together right before the ecu football season we'll uh, have some more details of some other things we're going to have going on at the party as uh, the days get closer but uh, that's the big news today uh come out to plan to get this uh, cool shirt and uh, as i said you can buy a ticket 100 percent of those proceeds go to help support the voice scholarship you can come out and uh, get a t-shirt while you're there and 100 of those proceeds will go help go to that scholarship for the voice so lots of good things and then by george clip we're going to be able to have fun and uh, listen to chairman of the board by jewel looking forward to that big chairman guy have been my entire life and have not seen this ensemble of chairman of the board live you know they uh, we talked to Ken Knox on the show, which was awesome. Uh, but we uh, certainly miss uh, our funky chicken man and, of course, the general. But, uh, man, really looking forward to it. Have not seen them live in a long time. So it's going to be an awesome night coming up here in a couple of Thursdays from now. Russ says hello to everyone. Everybody say hey to Russ. Hello, hey, Russ. Russ. There you go. Hello, Russ. Russ. There you go. Uh, Russ also says, what if I can't go because I will be sick that day? Can you save me one? First of all, Russ, hit the caps lock button. <laughs> yeah. Get him, Get me out of all caps. I don't like you yelling Stop at me. Stop yelling. Why are you I yelling I thought you were a cap guy. <laughs> I'm a cap guy, not a caps guy, and not a capitals guy. Um, Russ, uh, I will say that he did take the all caps off to respond to Jamie, who said, I must admit... The ECU coach speak has got me on board to having a decent season. Depth and speed speeches over the last few weeks got me through this weekend for whatever reason. And Russ said, drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah, the closer we get, I think uh, I'm excited about this season. Mike Houston seems very confident about this football team. He spoke today. I mean, he he is 
Gave a lot of praise to Mason Garcia. Kind of, mm-hmm. you know, I, I thought he gave uh, a, a big shout out, big confidence boost of that he thought Mason played really well in the scrimmage on Saturday. So that obviously a lot of everything in football starts and ends with the quarterback, and uh, that's going to be a big component. Now the people in front of Mason Garcia are all new. He was very transparent about that. Has talked about the offensive line room. I think the running back room is going to be, uh, you know, good for this Pirate football team, but not real good if the offensive line can't block well. So. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the defense has a, a lot of talent on it. But uh, Michigan's going to be really, really good. I mean, everything you read about Michigan and hear about Michigan right now, that uh, they are stacked top to bottom. That is going to be a tough game in 12 days. But, uh, hey, look, you come out with your hair on fire, get some breaks early on, and uh, you never know what may happen. All right, let's get to our Fleet Feet rundown. Brought to you by Fleet Feet. And they will take care of you and get you in the right shoe with their 3D foot scanner that measures arch height, width, and more. Go see them, 207 East Arlington Boulevard in the old Gordon's Golf location. We've gone around the room, Studio A and B, and received shoe sizes from everyone. I don't believe we've asked Ellerby. So, Ellerby, what's uh, what you rocking on that foot of yours? I am an 11, and I've got a gift card from Fleet Feet that I have to go spend for my birthday because I am due to go get a new pair of hoka running shoes they have there i i don't even have to try the shoes on it because they've already scanned my foot i walk right in i I just this pair of hoka these will be like my sixth or seventh pair i just walk in and they say here's the new color selection and i just i grab and go whichever so you've had your foot scan in the past they like keep that information so they keep it you're good to go and then and i really this shoe is uh i don't even know i don't even know the it's a hoka but i don't know the exact brand it is but they, they have it in the computer so I say, hey, look, I want to get another pair of the Hoka's that I always get. And they just go, boom, let me go see what colors we have in the back, uh, size 11. And they come out. I make my selection. And this time, I'll be able to hand them a gift card that my parents gave me for my birthday. And uh, that'll save me a little bit of ducats. But uh, I, I need to get by there maybe later today, maybe Tuesday. Definitely by the uh, end of the week. Nobody knows your foot like feet, Fleet Feet. Joey's a big Hoka guy. Or is that Hookah? You were the Hookah guy. Neither. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, for two, buddy. <laughs> uh, Eric said Fleet Feet probably helped Chandler evade the Fulton County Police Department on Saturday night. Mm. It didn't get that crazy. We'll talk about your uh, your Atlanta experience coming up later I on. I can't really see the cuff marks anymore. <laughs> Good question from Robert. What kind of check are we getting from Michigan? Do you know those details, LRBI? That's a good question. I don't know the exact. I, I don't either. I think yeah. I think it was two million. Maybe was the let's just with with that is that big enough ballpark? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I read that that sounds about right. My freshman year is when the matchup was announced, and I looked into two it, million. It was like two million. Now does the inflation does that go up? Like, are we getting more? I don't know. That's a good question. It's we're, really we're, probably going to be less than we're, it's we're, less than that because you have to pay for travel. We're having uh, John Gilbert on the show here soon, so uh, we'll, we'll break down the details with him. One point eight million. Russ says 1.4. So we don't know. Uh, Randolph says, good afternoon, y'all. Welcome back, Chandler. You was your trip. You was your trip. Were you the trip? I was the trip. <laughs> we'll give, uh, was the trip. We'll get the details on that. Joey, uh, how did you enjoy your first ever ECU football media day on Saturday? It was pretty interesting. Uh, it went by pretty quickly, but it was still fun. Best uh, and worst moments. Best moment was probably... Mm, it was kind of a bittersweet moment. Yeah, interviewing the players and athletes, but it had to be such in a quick and quick fashion. I guess the worst moment was hearing a couple questions that were asked to Houston. I mean, 
There could have been better quality questions asked. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Wow. Nah. From Pirate Radio, of course, we had stellar questions, but, you know. The few, a of, few of them didn't meet Joey Stanton. Man, wow. just, like, yeah. people from other media outlets are over there asking questions. Not and dropping and any Joey's names. over there like... Joey, Joey now that I like, think about it, that's the first thing you, I think Danny said it maybe before you. Yeah, because I was, me and Danny were sitting to the left, kind of observing everybody, watching the questions, seeing how it goes. It's our first experience within, no names, of course, never, but uh, there's a couple questions where I felt, is that necessary? <laughs> Dang. Yeah, you know? Man. And Joey, I mean, you could see by the reactions of Houston, he kind of laughs a little bit. He's like, okay, wow, I really got to answer this. So, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, good yeah. takeaway from me. Today. Wow. <laughs> Joey was a great team. a little bit, if anything. Well, I think it might have been in honor of Mark Lindsay. Yeah, there. yeah. Uh, Joey did a good job as my running mate, the big dog, DB, Jenny, uh, there as well. And we've got a ton of audio to get to from Media Day. A um, couple of things that stood out to me, and I, I put out some notes on it. But once again, Mike Houston, very confident. And somebody said in the chat, was it Jamie? Yeah, it was Jamie. No Biff Pogey fake confidence. It's real confidence. Real confidence. I agree. I think it's a good point, Jamie. Uh, so enjoyed hearing from Mike Houston. Coaches, and th- the biggest takeaway for me, it needs to be a little longer because we've got 20 minutes to talk to Mike Houston 20 minutes to talk to 10 assistant coaches 20 minutes to talk to like 22 players it's just it's not enough time we were rushed um but i enjoyed it and enjoyed talking to the guys but like alan mogridge yeah i asked him two questions and they were one of them was just how do you have you enjoyed your time in greenville and he went on for three minutes and then i think i said something about continuity of the line and he went on for three minutes and we had to go like i didn't really get to ask him anything good i was just kind of a great coach because he's got so much energy my goodness he's got a ton of energy uh darrell roberts the receivers coach I, i mentioned to him that it's crazy calling him coach because i just remember watching him play it's been 10 years now but it seems like he just was playing for virginia tech yeah. uh, at wide receiver um love the coach's energy the players rajay was in high spirits as always jack powers turned the tables on me and asked me a few questions power hour style that oh. was cool uh db went one-on-one with mason garcia so uh yeah it was a fun day if they could make it about 30 minutes longer it would have been a perfect day well i was going to ask you and maybe you can't answer it because of the time crunch i guess but i remember last year your mvp of media day was raekwon boyette who was uh a great interview last year Yeah, big dog talked to him this year i was going to ask maybe who was your mvp this year with the little time that you guys got man good question um mine would be uh i'm awful with names i'm sorry but it was the the fellow who got the scholarship the same day jari patterson Patterson, who they talked about the day at the luncheon very humble uh we talked to him for a little bit it was cool talking to him (laughs) all right well look joey was my right hand man i'll let him name them so he he gets mvp honors Uh, you're not you're not gonna name one no no no. you have to name one oh okay that's your nominee yeah yeah um rajay would be too easy to say i i I take out rajay uh how about this tegan wilk ah tegan wilk that was a good interview great yeah good choice he uh, had a lot to say about what's going on on the field. He talked about his mullet a little bit. It was a good conversation. Was this a uh, a bowl team after media day? Do you feel like confident in their the way they portrayed yes. themselves? And yes. The way the confidence they have going into the season that you feel like they're going to win enough games now to be bowl eligible? Yes. What about competing for a conference championship? Yes. Competing. Compete. Because that bowl team is six put them in the top five of the conference so that would be somewhat competing they'll have some big games that smu game is going to be huge on the road at utsa uh yeah 
the FAU is a, a huge game. There's going to be some some really important games this the year. November later in the November games are so far off, though. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's too hard to tell. It's just everybody. All and I do like you, yeah, Ellery. You got four non conferences to start, and they're big games. Obviously, Michigan Marshall game. I've circled forever. Uh, the App State and I'll, and then Gardner Webb. I like that. There, you get those. You kind of learn what you got, and then you know, second part of the season gets serious with your conference game. Yeah, that is true. I mean, kind of like someone asked today about offensive identity. I think it was John Gilbert about offensive identity, and, and Coach Donnie Kirkpatrick basically said um, kind of where they were in the spring. He's, I mean, he said that he was ready to jump off a, a cliff in, in the spring, but where they're at now, um, he feels really good about this offense. He said, but when it comes to offensive identity, he says it's, it's going to take playing in the game first, and it's going to take – going out there against michigan and that marshall game at home to kind of find out what the identity of this offense is so you still got some time forward. no doubt uh but a successful media day this week we'll uh, get coach houston tomorrow so lrb they're kind of getting into their their in-week practices and in-season practices i should say and uh, we'll be able to catch up with coach houston later in the afternoon tomorrow and also donnie and blake carroll didn't have a, a lot of time to talk to donnie asked him about you know incorporating a silent count and things like that for the big house and he said even if we were playing in the you remember the superdome games against tulane sure. when nobody when there was an echo in there he said we we incorporate that no matter where we're playing so he said that won't be an issue i did acknowledge that anytime you're playing in front of over a hundred thousand people that's an issue that's something that you know even the michigan people players like then their first or second time they hear that got to freak out a little bit and I, and I think the visual yeah. of it too of just when you do a panoramic and just stare around it's like wow pom pom where does it ever end you know and they're doing a maze out that day so i don't, I don't know what you know that's going to look like but uh we'll, we'll have team coverage up there uh from ann arbor coming up in 12 days but uh yeah absolutely i think visually and then uh the noise i mean it'll be how loud is Michigan going to be? And can, I mean, can East Carolina do some things early to keep 100,000 people from standing up and cheering? And uh, that, that, that'll that be the big question. And does Donnie Kirkpatrick want the ball first? Does Coach Houston <laughs> want the ball first in the big house? Or do you want your defense on the field first in the big house if you get the choice? That's the sort of things that... You got to defer, right? We got to start debate. You, you defer? What you don't do is what John Thompson did the season opener at West Virginia and say, we'll kick both times they chose to kick which means west virginia gets to choose what to do in the second half and they said we'll receive them <laughs> yes rather than deferring to choose in the second half john thompson said we're going to decide now and we're going to kick off <laughs> and they kicked off both halves meter meter <laughs> and gave up about 50 some points that day that's happened multiple times at least he can bounce history. the football into a trash can though that he can do that very well uh kenny curling says part two of our rundown today Old khaki pants has been resuspended, apparently. Old khaki pants. Old khaki pants. So I haven't read too much into this. So this is a self-imposed by Michigan suspension for Jim Harbaugh, which wasn't the first one self-imposed. I can't remember if it was self-imposed <laughs> or not. Is he suspended for the East Carolina game? Yeah. First three games. He's been resuspended. Wearing suspenders? He was unsuspended. He was suspended, unsuspended, resuspended. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Why don't they just fine him $5 million? As Kenny said, now we need 10 other Michigan uh, starters to get suspended. 
Now that would be a bit of a game changer. I agree. Anybody that had a cheeseburger with Jim Harbaugh mm. should be suspended. Get him. Or anybody that saw Jim Harbaugh eating cheeseburgers <laughs> should be suspended. <laughs> You're all out of here. Uh, you need to hire, oh, what's his name, Jackie Childs from uh, Seinfeld? You put the bomb on it. That's how you put the bomb on it. <laughs> Kenny said, did y'all have any ex-long snappers doing interviews? No. No. Our, um, sure. I'm a former long snapper. Our long snapper missed yeah, Magic Media Day. City. Yeah, he went to Magic City instead. Did you go to Magic City? I did not. Go we to talked Magic a lot City. about Magic City last week while you were gone. Uh, I heard y'all talking about Magic City as I was leaving Greenville. And I was tuned in to 92.7 FM, doc, or not dot com, but FM. And y'all were talking about Magic City, and I was like, I'm not going there. I don't so, know keep talking about that. I told Joey on Saturday, since our long snapper doesn't think today is important enough to be here, we're not going to talk to any long snappers. Yeah. We're boycotting the position. He was actually sitting at a table, ready to be interviewed. By yeah, himself. By himself. By himself. <sighs> Waiting for you. It's like, like Chandler told me he was going to be out the bed. Was he at table 19? <laughs> Chandler, you're, one, yeah. you're two days late. That's the oh, that was for that was for Saturday. Oh, man. Uh, Jay says never mentioned John Thompson again. I mean, I'll do my best, but I, that, that would be the that would be a good rundown. Top five worst East Carolina names you could you could name. All right, Jeff Comfer, yep. Lucas Thompson. Lucas Thompson, Ricky Stokes, nah, no, nah? okay. I don't know. I did. I mean, what did Ricky? I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't put Ricky up there. They had a six-win basketball season. That's worse than a one-two-win football season. I don't know. Not necessarily. Um. All right. Cecil, John Thompson. Cecil State. John. John Comfer. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Comfer. Jeff Comfer. Uh, Scotty Mo. Yeah, you got to throw Scotty Mo, but that's jeff comfort not but yeah all right put him i mean in there. there's just a lot of people that uh you know all right there's three who's there's the three. other two chime in on the chat let us know your uh, other names we can't say or shouldn't be said on uh pirate names that's what we're going for all right uh the do not say list let's see uh jamie does say cecil staten I don't know. I never the, the, got into all that you're, stuff. You're lumping that whole crew in together. That could be like that's like six words into. Is that under the Jeff Comfort? That might be umbrella. Like, yeah, it might fall under the umbrella if we're going umbrellas there. But uh, gotta try to think. I, I just I'm so I, I'm I'm a sports guy. I'm I'm sport. I don't care that who the uh, the chancellor is. I know. I, I know it's very important. I it is, and it matters. It's just not something I'm interested in. Well, it just depends. I mean, whenever there's a big shift, whenever there's a new chancellor, new AD, new football coach, there's it's all kind of everybody gets kind of lumped in together. But uh, yeah, that's a, that'd be an interesting poll question. Lucas Thompson, he was never here, so I don't know if you. He can... said he was going to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Why was he not here? We have an empty table at Media Day every year for Lucas Thompson, if he's ever going to show up. Put flowers there. Um, so, old khaki pants, I reckon. Uh, Jim right Harbaugh back out. on the sideline. Does that, old khaki think, pants. Does the line start dipping now? What do you think? Well, he's in now. He's back in? Oh, he's out. <laughs> no, yeah, he's out. <laughs> did, did I miss something? <laughs> but, wow. I missed something. Now I'm confusing myself. What is the line? Great question Ellerby. what is today's line for east carolina michigan and what side of the line are you i think on? it's 35 let's go around the room i'm gonna say right it's now. 35 and a half before i look it up 35 and a half chandler if it's 35 and a half what side of the line are you on it's 35 and a half 35 and a half 
I'm going over. That's not an option. That's, yeah, that would be. Uh, <laughs> that, what does that mean? That they're going to beat us by more than 35. All right, so you're taking Michigan. Yeah. Okay. I'm going Pirates, 48-14. I'm starting to lean towards a cover for ECU. But it's only a lean. I think mm. it's an easy cover. Is it lean. like a Michael Jackson lean? Easy cover? It's easy like cover. a lean cuisine. Uh, so you got easy cover for the Pirates. Chandler has Michigan. Ellerby has a cover by the skin of their teeth. Point and a half cover. And I am leaning cover for the Pirates. If you were betting your nickels today. I'm leaning cover for the Pirates. Gotcha. Uh, total is at 51 and a half. They are not expecting East Carolina to score a lot of points. I'm going over. In that 51 game. and a half. You're going over. I'm taking over no matter what. I would say that's yeah. the better play Yeah. on the board. Eric says, great respect to the line. A ton of respect for the odds makers. Just a ton of respect. In, in, uh, in Vegas right now. Mm-hmm. All right, um, Ellerby, you want to stay one more segment, or you need to bounce? I can do either. If you need me, I'm here for you. I don't need you, per se. It's wow. more of a would you like stay. to stay. I say you stay. All right. You want to talk Holden? You want to talk uh, NFL? I'll, let's do it. All right, let's take a break. We'll come <laughs> back. Uh, we will recap what went down. NFL preseason. Holden Aylers showing out. Ryan Jones and Isaiah Winstead not showing up in the box score. It's a little alarming. I didn't like to see that. Keaton Mitchell in action tonight on Monday Night Football. A streak is on the line. The most amazing streak in sports history is on the line. 24 games? It comes to an end tonight, my friends. We'll uh, take a break. Come back. More Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, Pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local, print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Another name I've seen from uh, multiple people on the do not say list in ECU history. Ben Hartman. And I am going to disagree. I'm going to say justice for Ben Hartman because he won the Hawaii Bowl, won North Carolina, one of the best games in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, top 10-ish game against North Carolina. 34-31. Back and forth. Where he was one for three on the day, and then Skip Holtz <laughs> told him a joke, and then he said, all right, I'll just make the game-winning field goal. So he had missed a few going into he that last like one. He was one for three, one for four. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we remember the Liberty Bowl uh, that he could not hit a field goal, but was able to win a couple games. So he can be on your list, but I'm not putting him on mine. Justice for Ben Hartman uh chad said sorry i'm late but i'm here i know you were worried about me welcome in chad yeah glad you're doing okay chad yep 
All right. Uh, speaking of Chad, who is a Titans fan, Titans, Titans. Great interview last week with Mike Keith. One of my all-time favorite interviews because That's, that was fun. Chandler Honeycutt was able to do his Mike Keith impression to Mike Keith, and we got a full belly laugh from the uh, legendary Titans announcer. So that was a lot of fun. Also, I talked to Jim Zoki that day as well. He's fired up, ready to go for some pirate football. All right, um, let's talk some NFL. Did it, who, who else stayed up late Saturday night and watched Holt Nailers against the Cowboys? Not I. No, no, and no. Well, I am a true pirate, folks, and uh, you're a true Seahawks. I was keeping up with it. Does that count? No, that don't count. All right, uh, Holton. So, did you see him play? Do you know what he did? I saw his stats. Okay, that doesn't count. You yeah. can't add anything to this discussion. I understand. All right, I'm going to turn your mic off. Have a good segment. All right. Uh, Houghton Aylers <laughs> the other night hit some passes, but, man, he once again was deadly in the run game. Had a couple to the end zone. I was te- texting with his Faja, uh, Morgan Aylers at the time, and, man, he had a, a pretty ball to the left side of the end zone. Had one to the right where the receiver kind of got turned around. The DB was looking off to the side. That was just an awkward play. But it was there. Like, I feel like it could have been a touchdown catch. Had it been a better throw, yeah. You think the throw was off? Yeah. I, Something was off there. Your, your mic's off, 19. I know, I know my, hey, 19. My mic's off, but I was just going to start talking anyway. Because someone that did watch all of his performance was my father. Uh, and Can we get him on the show instead of you? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Why not? Let's call him. Uh, hey, Dad, 317-1250. Call him now. Um, but no, he was saying that like all his passes seemed to be on point. They just weren't executed. Kind of like what you you said that it could be a better pass. But in my dad's eyes, he, he really thought that... Uh, I thought he had the ball in a good spot. The receiver would took a weird angle to it. I yeah, know. I think there was like a bit of a collision or like a change of direction that yeah. kind of made it weird, but the ball could have been better. So, Clipper, uh, Joey, did you stay up and watch the game? Oh, absolutely not. Oh, you did not? No, no, no absolutely no. not. Oh, so cool. Clip, you seem to be the only person that could give us the uh, <laughs> Seahawk radio breakdown. Holt Nailers, great game? Good game? Not great. Good. I'll contribute by saying his stats. Go ahead, Jen. All right, sure. You just want to talk. I mean, I just want to contribute. <laughs> I feel bad for not... Uh, I feel bad... <laughs> I feel bad for not... Uh, Did your friends not let you talk in Atlanta? <laughs> actually, no. And it was actually great to get home yesterday and actually be able to speak to somebody. He no. has multiple personalities, so he just talks to himself all the time. Different <laughs> yeah. voices. But Holton finished second in both the passing and rushing categories. Holton went seven for 13 with 61 yards. He also rushed seven times. They rushed him out there seven times for 42 yards. Some of those were scrambles. Yeah. But. And the longest run he had was a 17-yarder. So uh, those are the stats for Holton. Nailers. Mm. I hate to say it now, but I mean, he's cemented his spot, I feel. Absolutely. Like, as the third quarterback. The only question and is, do they bring in a guy to play the third preseason game, or do they just roll with this again and go into the season with they Smith, seem, Locke, and Nailers? They seem to have, all three are healthy. They seem very confident in Smith. Locke seemed to, from the stats, yeah. has solidified number two. Yeah. And based on what, I mean, Holton hadn't given them any reason to be like, hmm. You know, like, I think he's a solid. It's just a matter, see, the emergency quarterback, do they carry three quarterbacks? And with Well, it, now you can. You can. And it well, doesn't I know, hurt so, I mean, he is a roster. Yeah. That's a roster spot anyway. So, I mean, things are pointing and in, in very good for him. And I guess he may play a lot more in Green Bay this weekend. After the second preseason game, I feel like if they have nobody in there right now to compete with him yeah. to be that third guy, 
I think it solidifies him as that third guy. Unless there's somebody out there that gets cut that was a Seahawk before. True. But now I did hear somebody say that as they make cuts, they could bring in somebody to try to compete True. with him. But I mean, the way he's been playing, I mean, why would they do it? I mean, just maybe to create some competition. I'd but. say at this point, I feel confident and feel ecstatic for Holt Nailers. But the, the NFL is a weird deal because yeah. as other teams start cutting other people, True. They'll, they'll be a who? Oh. You know, it's like, oh, the grass is always greener. And then, you know, some coaches being like, oh, well, I was with him in Washington for three years. So I need to bring him out here for this last last week. And if it doesn't cost him anything to pick up and the salary cap and all this other malarkey. So uh, you just have to watch it all the way up to, I guess, August 29th is the 53 man day. But it, it seems like since day one, since they signed Holt Nailers to a contract, they've been like, this is our three quarterbacks. This I, is Geno Smith, Drew Locke, and then we got this guy from East Carolina named Holt Nailers, who is like our third guy. There hasn't been another guy. I don't think they've maybe brought on maybe for a little bit but he's gone they haven't played anybody else in the preseason game the, the other undrafted free agent who's playing tonight who may be able to showcase his talents keaton mitchell yes sir he i mean could be two pirates that uh, did not get drafted uh on a roster when it's all said and done after august 29th keaton doing his part in the return game which makes him very valuable and he did have that long run called back due to a holding last week but interested to see how much uh, action he gets tonight when the ravens play the commanders on monday night football the baltimore ravens have won 24 straight preseason games just an insane no rhyme or reason how have they done this is this a the biggest fluke in sports history i don't know but uh the commander is trying to end that streak tonight when they play at beautiful fedex field mm. what okay. time's kickoff clip rock i'm gonna say eight fedex field on a monday night nothing better in the preseason there, there's been some great monday night football games at that stadium right Am I? I mean, being serious. I was at a good one. Uh, when's been the last the game? When's the last good game at that field? There was one last year. Yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> don't, hey, look! Don't get them upset, man. Yeah, I mean, what do you mean? Like that? Good games. Last, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but, uh, hey, if, if y'all win the coin toss, I would not want to kick it off. They had a monster game that we did uh, the watch watch party for the Giants uh, Sunday night football. Yes, and then we also watched the they freaking loss. Uh, the Buccaneers wild card game that year. Yeah, that was really good. That was a fun game. That was in uh, FedEx Field. Uh, so yeah, good luck to Keaton Mitchell tonight. Once again, Ryan Jones, Isaiah Winstead, not in the box score. Don't feel good about that. Didn't like that. Zay yeah, Jones, like, I don't think. Played. Do we know though? He's they saw the, fine. He's good. I mean, he's already got a lot roster spot. But uh, did Blake Pro have a catch this weekend? I don't believe he did either. Yeah. So. He did not. And then uh, who's some of the – how about Garrett McGinn signed, yeah. signed today with the Buffalo Bills? Texted with Garrett today. I said, Garrett, if you play well in the next preseason game, I'm going through a table. So everybody get his pro football focus numbers if he plays this weekend coming up. And if he does well, I'm jumping through a table. I'm, Bills Mafia? Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but his second stint with the Buffalo Bills. Third. So I'm going to have to correct you because you were wrong. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, can Chandler be on that table when you go through it? Yeah, it's like an elbow. He's laying on it, and I elbow him. Yeah, he'll sure. Why not? I'll both, do it. We both go through the table. Can we I have a Chandler appreciation day after that? Night. <laughs> uh, a big night tonight because he's not on the depth chart. for the Speaking Ravens. to your mic a little bit more. He's not on the depth chart for running backs on the Ravens. So What um, depth chart are you looking at? ESPN, Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Those depth charts, are, but uh, to your point, he's, he's on down. a kick return, punt return, fourth string. But there's okay. four running backs named here on their uh, depth chart, and he's not one of them. Mm. 
Mm-mm. J.K. Dobbins is back. Yeah, I guess they don't JK, care about the streak. It's J.K. Gus <laughs> Hill and Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon is their fourth running back. Wait, Gus Hill? Gus Edwards. All right, okay, you're naming. I was about to say, do they have two guys named Gus? No, no, no. Gus Edwards, Justice yeah. Hill. All right. Remember, there was a, a horse named Gus that played football pretty good. All right, Ellerby. I think I'm missing this reference. Did you never see that Disney movie? No, I didn't. Where the horse could kick? <laughs> what year is this? <laughs> Gus, the horse that plays football. Don, I'm about Not- to look at Don right Knotts was in it. <laughs> Don sure. Knotts from I'm the Andy sure Griffith it was, Show. It was Gus, the kicking horse. <laughs> I actually. That- 1976. See? <laughs> the kicking mule. Did you never see that? It was a mule? Yeah. Oh. Ah, there you go. Mule. Have y'all never seen this classic? I've no, never seen I know Gus. who Don Knotts is. Well, I'm su- suggesting after Monday Night Football, you warm up with some uh, Gus. Ed Asner, Tim Conway. I feel yeah. like I've heard of him. Yeah, t- Tim Conway. I've definitely, Carol Burnett show. I've definitely seen the front, like the uh, the cover of the movie. Yeah. I've definitely seen that. Don Knotts there and a kicking mule named Gus. ESPN breaking news. Last week, it seems like Mike Keith was the one doing. The, I don't know. Can we uh, speaking of? Uh, could you imagine? <laughs> Sorry, Eric. Could you imagine the cameo of Gus Johnson in the movie Gus? <laughs> <laughs> Gus Colin Gus. Has East Carolina ever had a player named Gus? Yes, basketball was Gus Edwards. Is that right? Or no, that's the running. That's back. the running back. <laughs> yeah, didn't they have a Gus on the basketball team? Gus know. Hill, uh, am I just mixing up you, Ravens running backs? Gus Hill, Gus uh, I Mitchell. Like, I feel like Gus I, Hill, ECU basketball. Get at me. ECU did whoop on. Come at me. I did nothing wrong. I, I'm just talking to everybody, not you. But come at me. ECU did whip up on the UCF Knights and Gus Malzahn last year. Just All right, more, Gus. Take it. more Gus talk. Come Gus Perot. Hey, if we get your dad on the show, he could talk about Gus Perot lighting up the Pirates back in the day. Is yeah. Gus short for something, or is it just Gus? Gustavo. Gustavo. I don't know. Like, Gus on um, Breaking Bad was Gustavo, I believe. Mm-hmm. All right, there you go. All right. All right, um, Ellerby, I'm glad you stuck around for this segment. No, you're Gus. Yeah, hey, speaking of uh, one, one more plug, we'll talk about it all week. Got these cool voice T-shirts. If you're watching our Facebook or YouTube, uh, come out to the Pirate Radio Party thursday august 31st it's a week from this thursday you can get your tickets now pr927fm.com you can get this cool shirt that night it is a white comfort colors t-shirt with the voices autograph on the back and uh, all the money from the ticket sales and the t-shirt clip brock and chandler honeycutt will go to the new scholarship that has been established and endowed at uh, the ecu school of communications so i appreciate everybody's support so far it's going to be a big crowd a fun crowd we'll have some more details about the party some more surprises coming your way as the days get closer sweet chandler uh ecu baseball news today yeah absolutely as there has been a hiring on the staff it is henry lartigue uh it could be pronounced something else but it is henry lartigue being hired as the assistant coach and the new hitting coach um for the pirates and there is a connection with cliff gowan i did see that he was a three-year letter winner at Ole miss uh he spent last year at arkansas state kind of in the same role uh but he reconnects with cliff gowan he was uh cliff gowan was there for when his final year at Ole miss uh henry was a freshman so or a, a senior i should say so um he is coming to greenville as the assistant coach and hitting coach for the diamond bucks because bortles Bortles left, but as I was, was looking put up, into that position, but he left for another school. I was about to say because he was promoted. I looked up Colby Bortles.
this a while ago, and the article came up in July that he had been promoted to that to yeah. that position, and then we got news just a couple of weeks ago, I believe, that he was uh, departing Greenville. Uh, but now it is Henry Lartigue going to be taking on that role. Randolph says, speaking of the kicking game, as we talk about Gus, the kicking mule, what special teams looking like this season? We'll talk about that when we return. And more on Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Back with you after these words. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Order Jersey Mike's on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home or save time and order ahead to skip the line to pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike's sub location. Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, here on a Monday. We got some kicker talk going on in the chat. Luke from out of left field. I love a Luke out of left field comment. You know it was an underrated kicker for the Pirates? Michael Barbour. Barbour. Great name, yes. and he was, uh, he was good for east carolina good call luke um there is some some kicking news i don't know if it's out i mean it's kind of going around that the goat is not here anymore i've heard jerry rice is he said i played football for 40 years he said <laughs> I, I got hanging so, it up. he said i got so old they started one they got me at east carolina kicking he said i'm just i'm done i'm done playing football can't find a way on the field and as a receiver gonna try to yeah. kick but uh so Jerry Rice was brought in from the portal, right? Mm-hmm. And from what I've told, uh, been told he's not on the roster anymore. Can you co-sign or not? Yes. You can? Yes. All right. Chandler's co-signing. Uh, so what does that leave us? Well, Conrad. Andrew Conrad, who finished the year as the place kicker last year. You have Lath Margin, who... Kickoff uh, specialist. He was the kickoff specialist last year. Um, Carson Smith is in that is in that uh, competition there. So uh, I think there's three three guys there that are trying to compete for that job. Compete, compete for the job. Punting. Um, Stephen Igo asked a question, and I put a question mark on my sheet because I was not out there that day. Who asked the question? Oh yeah, some guy and. I think he said the name Archer. Do you know Archer? Archer Strafford. Who is he? Uh, he is the uh, transfer from Mississippi State, I believe. I could be wrong there, um, but I actually was out at practice watching him. Uh, he's a left-handed. Uh, he's a left-footed punter. Um, what handed is he? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. But he does kick with his left foot. But he's a transfer from. I want to say Mississippi State, but I want to I want you to confirm for me. Um, but he, what I do know is that he is a transfer, and he's been looking good out there uh, punting the football. Obviously, uh, Luke Larson on the roster as yes. well. So, punting-wise, we've got Luke Lawson, David 
Chapeau. Chapeau. A uh, transfer from Air Force. All right. And Archer Trafford. Trafford, not Strafford. From Mississippi State. So uh, you got three punters back there. For place kickers on the roster right now, they still have the GOAT listed. Jerry Rice. Five, six. Wow. Uh, Lath Margin, Andrew Conrad, Carson Smith, and Ryan Capriati. Capriati. Ryan Capriati. Charlie, remember Jennifer Capriati? I bet you did. Uh, and nobody else here does because we're old. And y'all, do you know what sport Jennifer Capriati played, Chandler? Tennis. Very good. How do you know that? Or did you just guess? Because I'm not old. I don't no, know what that I means. Am old. <laughs> not that I, I am old. I'm not old. <laughs> the fact that you're not old and know that, that's pretty cool. Jamie says, my sources say that clip sources, sources can't comment. Oh, Jamie was asked about his sources. How are your sources doing, Jamie? You got any more starting information for us from spring Yeah, that we need to know? Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, so, there, so, return game, I didn't bring it up with anybody this weekend. And I don't think Glenn – again, we ran out of time. I don't think Glenn got to Tim Doust at media day. So Y'all didn't get to the special teams coordinator? No, Chandler. And if you – I would love to hear you chastise us for that when you're not even in the damn state. True. I would love to hear it. Had you I had mean, been there, the maybe same. you could have interviewed that's the shame. I would have. You would have. I mean, but I'm, what I'm, good I'm, does that do? I'm a former long snapper. What good does I would have do? I mean, it doesn't do any good. That's exactly. A, that's an easy question to answer. Good. <laughs> it was an easy one for me to ask. Jamie says he changes his sources from spring to fall. I like that. Okay, whatever. <laughs> what? You don't like that? Just a couple of weeks ago, he still was on Alex Flynn. <laughs> Alex Flynn still could technically start. He could. Mike Houston is not. competition's still going on. He said his sources are seasonal. I like that. I can get down with that. Seasonal sources. Yeah. There you go. All right. uh, We will recap Chandler's trip to Atlanta in hour two. So we'll wrap up this season, uh, this uh, season, this segment here with, oh, uh, we had a did you see, I think from Tyler. Did you see? He said, did you see Chandler getting chased by the Wolverine? I did see that video out this weekend. This going has happening again. I know. You went and took the trash out. Wolverine chased you. If you have not seen the, the videos we've been dropping every weekend, uh, check them out on our Facebook or X, or I guess on the Gramogram as well. And uh, we've got kind of we're adding new parts each week. The big dog is doing an awesome job with that. X, Wolverine, kind of all, goes ah, all fits together. Who's your favorite X man? Men men x-men i don't i don't watch that anybody i'm sorry i'm not a superhero guy i'm not gonna lie to you i appreciate you not lying to me shirley who's your favorite x-men man woman i'd have to go with uh is wonder woman one of them no logan aka wolverine wolverine you know who i liked as a kid who i need no and you don't know anything about it so don't speak sip it uh gambit gambit was a good one i thought it was really cool and i don't think he showed up in one of the movies but to be honest i haven't watched many of those movies joey can Um, you talk marvel all day all superheroes really have you watched any of the movies 
my dad loves them. So yeah. like whenever he's around, he wants to watch one. Yeah, I'll sit there and watch one with him. Does he uh, disown you for not liking them? Uh, he does not. Yeah, I mean, he's very upset and disappointed. <laughs> man, uh, That's sad. Hopefully one day y'all can bond over Marvel movies. Yeah, maybe one day. <laughs> uh, Chandler, you a Marvel guy? Um, No, you're not. Uh, I mean, I watched it growing up, but I'm not like super crazy about it. All right. I'm a huge fan of the Marvel movies, yes. Iron not, Man? Not so much the... Uh, Guardians? Oh, yeah. Captain America? Like Spider-Man? Spider-Man like Thor? Oh, he's been a Spidey guy. Yeah. Growing up, I love Spider-Man. Steve Hill in the house. Hey, hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. Are you at home yet? <gasps> you out of the hospital? hospital? What? I was just going... Holt was my favorite. I had a Holt lunchbox. Ah, in high in uh college <laughs> <laughs> did you guys you should have said college uh, the first time and not said high school i know i messed you it up it. you ruined it i ruined it <laughs> could have been a great one could have been a promo <laughs> you stuttered could have been a promo <laughs> and i stuttered and you called me out on it good for you chandler joey um, uh yeah did you guys see stefan Diggs say that he wants to retire a bill do you think that'll happen i do not think it'll happen but i also don't think he is like trying to leave buffalo i think it's all blown out of proportion yeah. from both sides yeah, yeah. i think he's fine where he is mm-hmm. i think him and josh allen are pals and they're best buds i don't think there's like a big deal and him saying that is overcompensating it because i could see him like playing his last two seasons somewhere else i don't know but uh oh what i meant oh, what i was gonna ask you how was day one back at school uh, it was a little stressful. Uh, you know, usually syllabus day is the easiest day. None of my classes were over the syllabus. We just went straight into material. So, mm. Ugh. yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll we'll push through it. It's all good. Steve says 41 watching and 14 likes. Do your job, folks. Thank you, Steve. Give us a courtesy like. Just hit. We haven't told people how they do this in a while, Chandler. So let's wrap up the hour. It's pretty simple, right? All right. If you're on your phone, you're, you got your phone device. You got. You can just take your thumb, and there's a. You system. don't have to use your thumb. It's probably the easiest way, though. Yeah, I mean, if you want, you can to use the easy finger. way. Yeah, I mean, you can just take anything that's going to censor the screen on your phone. Probably use your. Can you use your nose? There, your nose. No, yeah. no, it didn't get punched in the nose. I can use. You can use your nose. What if that was re- the reason no, why I didn't get punched in the nose? What, what if that you, you you just used your nose? Right. That was pretty cool. Look, okay. I just yeah, pulled up my alarm clock with my nose. Really cool. Yeah. Um, maybe the reason why Mike Houston had a patch on his nose is because he was <laughs> like subscribing to Pirate Radio. Could be. But you just there's a like button. The only thing you have to do is not just hit it, not just click it, but smash it. Smash the like. There's also a button. I mean, look. I'm not. Telling By the you way, to do both. you can't do this on your home phone. I just want to make sure people know that. No, like a landline? Yeah, no, you can't, can't do that. can't do it on a landline. Um, now, it's not one of those situations where you have to choose to like or choose to subscribe. You can do both. You can smash the like and smash the subscribe button. So do that right now. We appreciate you guys watching. The only thing we ask of you to do, we're not asking you to run 10 miles or do an essay. We just want you to click two simple buttons the like button and the subscribe button do it now that's it and, and if if you do that look you're actually rewarded if you do that and if you it, subscribe to us you'll know when we post videos out for for example the videos that we did over the weekend at media day 
post-practice comments. Later on in just a couple of weeks, post-game comments. So subscribe today. Eric says, I keep trying to hit the pound sign. See, Eric, no. That, you're, you're going a step further you don't even need to take. Just, just hit that thumb. And the great thing is you don't even really have to like what we're doing. Like, that thumb is not there to say, hey, y'all are doing a great job. It's just there for you to do something nice. Maybe you don't like Maybe you're bored out of your mind. Well, maybe you hate this show. But the great part is you can still hit the thumb. Just saying. Simple and let's that. be real. Nobody hates this show. I, w- I, I hope not. But not everybody likes all the same stuff. I get it. Even if you hate it, though. That's a beautiful sign. Hit that like. As I go to Facebook, there's just a bunch of like buttons going up. Beautiful. Thank I you, Facebook. Appreciate it. the Facebook fam. Let's take a break. When we return, BB, Brian Belly, the Eastern North Carolina legend. I was able to shadow him on Friday night and uh, just had a blast doing that. We'll recap the behind the scenes of Touchdown Friday. Talk about high school week one, who stood out, who needs to step up. Malva Mater, D.H. Conley, one of those. And uh, we'll talk some pirate football, NFL, and more with BB, Brian Bailey, when we return after this. BB. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs, and you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation and GUC matches all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Clip Rock here with you. Going to reach out to Brian Bailey here in a moment. Really enjoyed uh, Friday night as I was able to hang out with BB. We'll talk about that. We'll talk some Pirate football and some NFL as well. Got Ravens Commanders coming up tonight on ESPN at 8 o'clock. Looking at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Da Buck. The Braves are 23 games ahead. Oh, my God. Is that right? Let me see if I did that math right. Let me look at the standings. Uh, over the Mets, is it that much? They are 23 games up on the Mets holy moly nats have been playing good chandler they are one game back of new york trying to get out of the basement and uh and new york could be finishing last this year in that nl east uh baltimore won three in a row uh looking good right now as they sit three games up on the Rays. but uh yeah braves and mets tonight going on if you want some uh some baseball all right uh do we have bb all right let's head out to the pirate radio live line brian bailey joining us on the show brian how you doing today man not too bad how are you 
Doing good and uh, really enjoyed my Friday night. We've been talking forever that I wanted to shadow Bailey for a night and just see how it all goes down on Touchdown Friday. And I finally did it. And uh, I got a whole new respect, ton of respect, as Mike Schwartz would say, uh, for Bailey and for all the TV guys out there that uh, put together these shows. And it was a lot of fun, Bailey. And uh, you said that it was one of the best, if not the best, opening week edition of Touchdown Friday ever because everything came together. But it was cool to watch you, uh, the master, operate the other night. Uh, it was it was really a fun night because some nights, and and some of the things you just can't help. Sometimes, you know, a, a, a crew goes out and they can't get the internet to work. and You know, different things happen. That, that's nobody's fault. It just happens. But Friday night was one of those nights where everything came in. Uh, I think when you first got there, I showed you all the red, you know, squares that we had that says not ready. And there was like yeah. five on this long sheet. And you have to fill them all in before you go on the air. But we had a really good night. Everybody at Channel 9 came through and it was a lot of fun for the first week. No doubt. And uh, you are the – you're like the quarterback, the offensive coordinator, head coach, team owner. I mean, you're running it, you're doing it, and, and it's nonstop work. But you do uh, – you have a good team with you, Bailey, and everybody kind of put their piece of the puzzle together the other night. And uh, it's – you don't get many breaks. I think you got one slice of pizza, and that was about it from – kickoff till you wrap up the show it's full go and uh, again i was very impressed and uh what folks see on tv uh there's a lot of work going on uh behind the scenes for those things yeah and, and really it's one of those labors of love because i think that everybody that works on it on friday nights they get they get a kick out of it and and I, we've been doing it so long i mean back in the day when you know meteor was working with me and chris Dansbury was working and you know, we, we'd go somewhere and we'd hang out and watch the replay at 1.30 a.m. and stay out late. Uh, it's just, it's, it's really just been, it's been a blast every year that we've been able to do a high school football show. And we had a news director come in, uh, Stephanie Schultz, about, I guess it's been about eight, nine years ago. And she said, let's let's go a half an hour on Friday nights. And I thought, heck yeah, let's do it. So we started doing ours from 11.05 to 11.35. And worked out really well let's talk about the uh two games you were at live bailey and that was jh rose i was unable to get there i met you at south central but rose very talented and uh and that showed up week one and then how about chris cherry uh going from the hardwood to the football field winning his first game as the head football coach rose and uh south central victorious the other night yeah talking about south central and we made i made the comment i was like it's already chris cherry court at South Central, maybe Chris Cherry Field if he keeps this up, but his team looked, looked really good against Kinston. And I, I saw Kinston a couple of times in the preseason. I think they're going to struggle a little bit early, uh, but Ryan Gieselman usually gets it turned around in, in his league. But uh, that was impressive to see South Central come up with a victory like that. And then uh, the game before that, I was at Rose, and, and that kind of gives you a taste of what you're up against on a Friday night because what you're trying to do – Despite the fact that you can't stay the game, at the game the whole time, you're trying to tell the game story the best you can. And we had a great run from J.H. Rose early, and then New Hanover kind of controlled the rest of the half. You know, we had to leave to go get our second game. Uh, so, so the highlights weren't as good as, as we probably would have liked them to be because it's just the, the fact of the way the timing comes up. But still, you know, we were able to show a really, really good Rose high play and then you know, show some New Hanover and then, you know, and say basically just basically say that Rose dominated the the second half in the game and rolled to the victory. And they've got their hands full this week. They played Northeastern, and Northeastern always provides a challenge to Jay's Rose. 
Brian Bailey joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line, as we talk touchdown Friday and Friday night. And Bailey, uh, my team needed a few more touchdowns. D.H. Conley took one on the chin to Ashley uh, and got plenty of time to figure things out. But, man, giving up 60, I don't know if that was in Coach Connor's plans the other night. That, that was against Laney. Oh, yeah, Laney. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. The Wilmington Laney. There's a bunch of Wilmington schools. They lost, yeah. They gave up 60 to a Laney football team. But Coach Connery told me in the preseason that he thought they were, you know, very talented and had a really good team. Uh, I don't think he expected to give up 60. I think he'll get that thing right. And they've got, a, they've got a tough one this week when they go to Washington. Matt Taylor, the former county assistant, is the head coach at Washington now. Both of those teams coming off losses in week one. So, uh, you know, one of those teams is going to be 0-2 after two weeks, and that's not going to be a good thing. But I think I think Connor will turn it around. Yeah, big one uh, coming up this weekend. You can hear it right here on Pirate Radio after the high school huddle with Morgan Aylers coming up 6 o'clock on Friday. Looking around the rest of Pitt County, Bailey Paul Cornwell back on the sidelines. Win for Aiden Grifton. Big win for Farmville Central. Ron Cook's guys uh, with a great showing week one. And then uh, how about C.J. Wilson, North Pitt's guys? How'd they look this weekend? Yeah, I mean, they come up with a win as well. So, uh, all of a sudden, you know, Pitt County may be the juggernaut as far as teams go. But uh, you got to like the fact that Aiden Griffin, you know, they struggled so much. And Paul Cornwell wanted to come back. And I, I thought the plan was when Coach Life had decided to, to give it up that Cornwell was going to help out with the hiring of the coach. Maybe he did. <laughs> he helped him out by saying, hey, that Cornwell guy's pretty good. So, let's get him. And, and they did. And uh, they came up with a win in week one. That was good to see. And. Uh, Farmville Central, you know, they're not a basketball school anymore. Just don't, just don't tell Coach Williford that. But uh, I think I think they're going to have a good year as well. Brian Bailey joining us, uh, talking high school football. Bailey, after your late Friday night, got right back at it with Media Day on Saturday. And I described it as a, a good event, well-run event. Just uh, we need about 30 more minutes because it is uh, fast-moving. Don't really get time to kind of dive into it with the coaches and players. That, that's my only complaint. Wish it was a little bit longer, but really enjoyed my Media Day. And uh, I, I told Coach Houston, a uh, very impressive group of guys that he's got on the team and on the staff. I uh, enjoyed talking to everybody out there. Yeah, it really, it was, you know, like a well-oiled machine. I mean, they got him in and got him out of there. And I, I kind of agree with you. I like sitting down with the assistant coaches. Boy, I get a chance to, uh, in doing the radio show, they're nice enough to come on during the season. So at least I get that part as well. But, but yeah, I thought it was it was very well run. You know, Coach Houston had his comments. and You know, they, they're starting to work on Michigan, starting, I guess, today with the game plans and tomorrow when they get back on the practice field. And it's it's hard to believe it's almost here, no doubt. And uh, did, you, what, did you get anything, Bailey? Uh, who was your? We, we talked about our media day MVPs. Who were your uh, favorite guys to talk to Saturday? Raj Raja Harris is always one of yeah. my favorites. But I thought you know some of the things he had to say about bouncing back, and you know until you've been in a situation, and I haven't, you know, thankfully. But when when you you're injured like that and having to battle each day and to come back and. And you really, in the back of your mind, you don't know if you're ever going to be the same. You know, if you're going to be, you know, as good as you were. But evidently, he is as good, maybe better. I mean, he looks great at practice. And Coach Houston said at the very beginning of camp that he's going to go through a mental side. He's got to get through. And, and he talked about that. Uh, we, I actually interviewed him twice. I did it once for Channel 9 and once for the uh, Mike Houston show. But he's, he's, he's really a great interview, and I enjoyed that. I enjoyed talking to the quarterbacks as well. I did not get a chance to talk to Mason. But I talked to Alex for a little bit, just get his thoughts on, you know, the quarterback battle and that kind of thing. Garrett, actually, my number two guy over here, got the interview with Mason. But uh, they both 
kind of say, hey, you know, we both can win games, and I think I think we will see both quarterbacks this year for sure. Brian Bailey joining us. Speaking of quarterbacks, I asked uh, Mike Houston off the record. Who was he pulling for Saturday night? The Cowboys or Holton? And he said, always pulling for Holton. Bailey, how weird was that uh, for you? The team uh, that's been your favorite team since you were a kid, playing uh, a kid that you've known basically his entire life. That uh, that was pretty surreal seeing Holton against the Cowboys the other night. Yeah, I saw your tweet that you put out about uh, one of the great sentences of all time or something. And I almost tweeted back, and you left out two words or three words. In the preseason, <laughs> I decided not to. I didn't want to, you know, mess up with Holton. But I, I was rooting for him to do well. I mean, it's a preseason game, and you always want, you know, you, you kind of look the other way as far as, as who your favorite team is. But I think that I watched that game a little bit live, and I watched it on tape the next day just to see, you know, some of the things that I wanted to see. The Cowboys, I think they they had 21 starters that, that hadn't played in two preseason games. So I don't know what we're going to see when the Giants uh, game on that first uh, Sunday night. But uh, that'll be fun when that starts. But, I, you know, Holt just looks – he looks the part. I mean, yeah. it looks like he could be a quarterback in the NFL. And I, I'm not saying he could go out there and be, you know, all pro or be Tom Brady. But I think that, you know, if, if, if the Seahawks need him, I think he can go out there and move the offense. Brian Bailey joining us. Bailey, uh, this curious. With we got a lot going on right now. We're covering high school, ECU, following preseason and all that. How much uh, are you asking behind the scenes or talking to folks about the realignment and where it is? I mean, we don't talk about it a lot on this show, mostly because I host the show and I hate the topic. And it's just if it was going to be positive for East Carolina, I might dive into it a little more. But I'm I'm just not interested by the whole thing but how much uh i don't know do, do you have talks about that behind the scenes and everything are you following it at all i, I follow it but it's kind of one of those things that that until it breaks it's just not going to break locally here i don't think <laughs> yeah I mean, if something does that i think it's going to be you know so, because if, if there is some major thing everybody's going to be sworn to secrecy and then there's nothing going to be you know coming out until the actual Kind of like when the when the pirates got into the uh, Big East, which turned to the American shortly thereafter. But it was you know really hush hush as far as that goes. And uh, I, I like keeping up with it, and I hope that that you know it ends up positive for East Carolina. I, I think there's a chance that it could. Uh, I still say that that when this thing all shakes out, there's going to be a lot of teams kind of like the South Florida situation when they were in the Big East and they were a Power Five, and yeah. all of a sudden everybody you know it got shook up and. They were looking, you know, on the outside looking in. So crazy deal, and uh, could break at any time. Waiting to see, I guess, what the ACC is, is going to do, Bailey, and uh, and we'll see what dominoes fall after that. Uh, great chat today with Dale Steele, a, a trip down memory lane with uh, former ECU coach and Campbell coach, and uh, really enjoyed that conversation. And uh, folks can check that out at six o'clock if they missed it, or go to YouTube right now, or download it in podcast form and hear it anytime. Yeah, and it was it was great to hear from him again. I mean, you know, when guys retire, I think the one thing they don't want is for everybody to forget them. And so uh, I texted him the other day, and he says, "Oh, I'd love to go on." And and he just has uh, he has a great insight on what the Pirates have already been through in camp, and you know what they do. And he's got a great insight from the past, working with you know Bill Lewis and Steve Logan and Coach Ruff, and you know, and most recently Mike Houston. He worked with Mike Houston at JMU, and he worked with him here in Greenville. So. I think Dale's always one of those guys I like to call on because he's got so many great stories and uh, has so much great information. 
Good stuff, BB. Enjoyed it, man. And uh, we will chat with you again next week. You got college football this Saturday to watch. And uh, next week will be in game week, believe it or not. So uh, looking forward to it, man. And you, you got to be here. Uh, you can get here about uh, 6.15 if you want for week two of high school. Oh, no. Well, you're a good luck charm. You got to come. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. It was a lot of fun, though, man. Thank you for uh, dragging me along. I enjoyed it. All right, man. We appreciate you coming along. See you, BB. There is Brian Bailey joining us on the pirate radio live line touchdown friday went off without a hitch on did, friday night did he give you a shout out on the air negative uh-huh. no shout outs i was liking your updates though of you helping out bailey the other night i did a little blog slash vlog of everything and a uh post game press conference. i saw your post game press conference with the wnct sports crew with brian bailey ken wallington and garrett short a lot of fun i uh, really enjoyed it now uh next i need to cross uh brian north off and go on the blitz, the blitz! on a friday night the problem is he's so far blitz! away <laughs> bailey's right down the road it's a lot easier uh but maybe uh north will let me crash at his place and i can get that done someday all right let's take a break when we return more to go pirate radio live hour two we'll uh talk to the old georgia peach chandler honeycutt and recap his atlanta trip and have more for you when we return also danny loves this but danny's not here we got a fox sports announce uh broadcaster announce lineup chandler that we can go through i love it so we can uh we can talk about that Gus too johnson when we return and later this hour gonna try to hook up with landon ginn former pirate pitcher now with the cubs organization and jason nichols hour three a lot more to go pirate radio live after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about the current real estate market? Or do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have a real estate question, Scott has the answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Got a media day recap coming up in hour three with Jason Nichols. And we'll hear from some of the interviews uh, we had over the weekend at Media Day. Really enjoyed that. Um, thank you to Steve Hill. His back is broken. Woken. Spinal. Spinal. He comes in here looking like a tooth with his giant brace on. A tooth. And delivers us donuts. Steve, if anything, we should be delivering you stuff. We And look, look at my physique. I'm not going to turn down a donut so thank you but man relax take the edge off hey chill by the way great posture <laughs> yeah it's got him I mean, uh, he's just like this got I mean, him he's straight up got him standing straight barrel chest out thank you steve thank you for being a uh, p1 listener supporter supporting our fine sponsors and uh thanks for the donuts man but relax hey take a load off 
take a load off annie speaking of food last night i made um chicken alfredo Ooh. and i got thighs because that was the cheapest option and i like chicken thighs and i got my uh my uh my 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 my, my linguine no what's it called um fettuccine fettuccine got the fettuccine got a jar of the alfredo and i went to the uh the veggie section and was gonna get broccoli because you always put broccoli in chicken alfredo but i said you know what i'm gonna put sweet peas in and change my life why have i not done this earlier such a better option than broccoli tastes better it goes it mixes perfectly so there's a little something for anybody thinking about chicken alfredo tonight and feeling pressured because your whole life you've been told to put broccoli in there and that's the vegetable that goes in there no sweet peas go with sweet peas underrated vegetable he's put sweet peas uh growing up on top of the mashed potatoes did y'all ever do that like mix them together i've actually never had sweet peas i gotta i gotta get you on board with some sweet peas yeah we need to update my north carolina cuisine really true what are popular side dishes in puerto rico puerto rico Rico. Uh, gandules which is beans oh yeah Um, let's see arroz rice yeah that's not a vegetable Oh, you want vegetables? Yeah. Oh, I said side dishes. My apologies. I meant vegetables. Uh, vegetales. Let's see. Corn. Onion. Yeah, corn. Uh, green beans. Asparagus. Right. Asparagus. Yeah. Asparagus. How about okra? Y'all doing the okra down there? Nah. Up. I mean, not me personally. Yeah. What about collard greens? No collard greens. Turnips. No turnips. Nah. Cabbage. A little bit cabbage. Every now and then. Tyler said, why not both peas and broccoli? Because, Tyler, it's it not you're what you do. Now you're thinking about doing it now, aren't you? No. No. I'm done with broccoli, I think. Wow. I, honestly, while I was eating it, I like to make uh, Asian cuisine as well. I was thinking, you know, I've gone beef and broccoli my whole life. I wonder what beef and peas would taste like. That sounds a little far-fetched, but I don't know. It sounds appeasing. Yeah, broccoli's only good with cheese on it. <laughs> uh true true and boy it can stink too i'm starting to i've had broccoli my whole life it's part of my last name you know what i mean my name's not clip p that would suck did y'all like my appeasing joke <laughs> yes dude we laughed what do we need to do throw a parade for it i did one of a bunch challenger well that's shirley's Chandler job day every day that's ask her i have to disagree about the cheese on the broccoli thing what oh it's so good no 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 i agree it's good but it's not the best thing what's the best thing the best thing is when you cook your broccoli in a separate pot you put about three or four tablespoons of butter butter, and Mm. you put a little tiny layer of vinegar and you let that boil until it's nice and mixed the the butter's melted into the vinegar Hmm. and then you pour that on top of said broccoli i haven't tried this concoction (laughs) i love it I will give it a try. I, I don't mind the cheese, the you know, the cheese on the broccoli. If I go out somewhere, that's usually how I eat broccoli. Mm-hmm. But if I'm at home, it's butter and vinegar. Nice. Yesterday was my Sunday dinner. I cooked on the grill. What'd you do? Nice little ribeye. Okay. Oh yeah, I like to cook a little ribeye with uh, a <laughs> taters. 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 I had some 
Potatoes. What kind of potatoes? Potatoes. I actually had cut a, them up. I had a loaded baked oh, potato. Oh, loaded baked potato. Yeah, Very good. Put some butter, mm. some cheese, and some turkey bacon. <laughs> turkey Tur- bacon. Turkey bacon. Why yeah, turkey bacon? I'm trying to cut down a little bit. I okay. Mean, I know how to donut, but I mean that's a. How do y'all feel about ground turkey? Yeah. Yeah. Like a turkey burger. I tried one but, to see what they taste like. I, Not I a can't. fan. I can't. Not a fan. My dad got a. Uh, uh, Blackstone, um, and he had smash burgers last night. Mm. Really good on the Blackstone. I did some burgers with some uh, cheese, and uh, I did some jerk burgers over the weekend. Jerk burgers, Ooh, but I threw some uh, cheese in there with the burger. What kind? Uh, I had like a cheddar mix or whatever. All right, so you put fun- it in and you yeah. rolled it together. In the burger, yeah. nice. Oh, so a jerk burger is like you basically take like. Oh, a I just had jerk seasoning and put jerk it in the seasoning. Burger. Yeah. I do um, a variation of it. I take soy sauce. Oh, I love putting soy in my burgers. Uh, soy sauce, um, a little bit of French onion dip. Okay. And then um, some Ritz crackers. Cr- you know, like cr- crumble them up, put mm-hmm. them in there, mm-hmm. mix it all up, mm-hmm. make a patty. If you want to make a little extra onion flavor, you chop onion. up an onion and put it in there. And you mix it up, slap it onto uh, the grill. It gives it a little bit of a, a salty taste to it, but it's actually very, and it's also very um, rich. It tastes very rich, but uh, so there's only so many of those I can eat, but they're very delicious. Mike P says, way to stand up to Big Broccoli Clip. Brave. Thank you. Eric says, we called the mashed potatoes with the peas in it a bird's nest. He says, love me a bird's nest, but fill in the middle with gravy is the business. Yeah. Eric uh, also says, broccoli can make your poots quite earthy. Thanks, mm, Eric. Wow. Well, they are, high in fa- they are high in fiber. 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 So they would give you that. Eric said, never had a bad gravy. Yeah. That's what I was missing on my potatoes and gravy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good food talk here. Too bad Patrick Mesa wasn't here. Yeah. I got a uh, got a tweet about some soup earlier today that I'll have to pass along to P. Mace. Coming up when he joins us on Wednesday. Did you ever talk to him about that lasagna soup? Did somebody tweet out the lasagna soup thing? Oh, I did. Yeah. Did anybody talk did to Patrick about it? Did we bring that up with Patrick? Because he was that, gone for a couple weeks. He, that was yeah. after he... Um, that was after the day he came on, I believe. So, okay, well, you have to bring that up to him then. Lasagna that's the first I've ever heard still of it. top three, two, maybe one. My favorite meal, but lasagna. it's got to be like a good lasagna. What do you think about ravioli? It's all right, but it's not up there. Oh. Steve says we need a weekly food segment. Yeah, we need to I try mean. a barbecue, North Carolina barbecue. You haven't tried it not really what maybe to come this football season field trip well uh yeah but i want with the with the vinegar yeah uh yeah oh, yeah, yeah yeah do you know where you are you're in the jungle you're in eastern north carolina baby okay get it straight off the grill man we do we need to do like an on location with you like yeah getting your first like sam jones or something joey's food somebody tour. get john moody on the oh phone. they had sam jones today at the luncheon the turkey we were talking turkey earlier oh turkey yeah slices no, they do phenomenal oh yeah they do have good <clears throat> pardon i've been to sam jones before okay what do you eat? eat the barbecue eat the had some uh ribs? chicken and some ribs ribs yeah not a fan of the cornbread though 
Kevin said Buffalo Bills signed Garrett McGinn today again. We uh, we mentioned that, Kevin. And also told Garrett if he plays well in this preseason game coming up, I will go through a table. Is Noah Henderson still on that roster? I don't think so. I don't believe so. I think he uh, had an injury. Uh, Jamie says Tortellini, very underrated. I, I agree. I like Tortellini. In fact, if I'm feeling high on the hog and I do my pasta at Familia, I will substitute Tortellini. It's a small fee, but it's well worth it. So there you go. Uh, before we take a break, wanted to mention Fox Sports has announced their broadcaster lineup for this season. So the biggest changes come big noon kickoff. So Reggie Bush out, Mark Ingram in. Okay. Uh, the Bear. Help the Bear! Help the Bear! Chris Felica. Help the Bear! Uh, what is that Bear doing? He is gone. What's that Bear doing? From game day to Fox Big Noon Kickoff. And did I see that Stanford Steve will be taking his place on game day? I believe so. And I, I wonder if they'll still do a podcast together. That was one of my favorite podcasts every week in football season. Did you see that Scott Van Pelt is going to be taking over Monday Night Countdown and replacing Susie Colber? Mm, good choice, because SVP is the man, but I don't know if I'm ready for a football season without Suze. Susie Q. I, yeah. I, I, mm, that's still touchy for me. I, yeah, I, I don't want to talk I, about it. Yeah, <laughs> Rob Stone will host uh, wow. Big Noon Kickoff along with Matt Leinart, Ir- Corch Irvin Myers, Irvin Meyer. Brady Quinn, who plays golf with Jim Manos, and Tom Rinaldi, who will make us all cry. Bruce Feldman also there. Clay Travis will be a correspondent. The number one team, the trio of Gus Johnson, Joel Klatt, and Jenny Taft. That is the top team. Jason Benetti, Brock Huard, Allison Williams are back. Uh, the long-running duo of Timmy B, Tim Brando, and Spencer Tillman uh, will be a team as well. They'll be on the call this week. I saw Week Zero, Ohio versus San Diego State. August 26th. We got, we're got we inside of a week from football, folks. Uh, Noah Eagle. You know who that is, Chandler? Is he the brother of Ion Eagle? Ion. I, Ion Eagle? He is the son of Ion Eagle. Oh, wow. Noah. Uh, Mark Helfrich. Jeff Levering will be a crew. <laughs> two beauties and, oh, and look at his color analyst terry oh terry eric collins and devin gardner former michigan, michigan quarterback yeah uh they will work together as part of the fox sports team so uh you'll hear some eric collins going crazy the hornets announcer they'll have ucf next week alex faust working with petros papadinkas papadinkas I used to like Petros on the uh, radio back when I was in my car a lot. Before my pirate radio days, he would talk a lot of college football on his show. And then Chris Myers, a ton of respect for Chris Myers. I, I, say I hate Chris, to do this, but if you're if Chris Myers is calling your NFL game, your team sucks. Um, well, then the Panthers have sucked in the past few years because I have called him like the TV voice of the Panthers. <laughs> Your team is awful. Because it, it seemed like Chris Myers. And he's he's great. He's been in it forever. He's done a lot of NASCAR stuff. But I don't like to hear his voice because that means my team, Washington, is in a bad game against a bad team that doesn't matter. That stinks that people see him because they have him doing the bad games. I know, and I hate that it's that way. 
but uh, that's the way it is. Touchdown Panthers! I'll be with Robert Smith, former great running back of who, Chandler? Robert Smith? A little before your time. He was with the Vikings. Okay. In the studio, Mike Hill will be alongside Emmanuel Acho and Chris Peterson. Still kind of crazy to think Chris Peterson's not coaching. but he's Former not. Washington head coach and Boise State? Uh, that is the very one. Uh, name, college, college football guy. Name redacted uh, just said, I am a big fan of Ion Eagle. Ion Eagle. <laughs> Ion, sorry. Ion. <laughs> That's his name from now on. Ion Eagle. I'll see if we can get Ion Eagle on the uh, show. That'd be great. If I can get Mike Keith, I can get Ion. Yeah. Uh, you um, made friends with any announcers this week? Uh, no, I didn't. Okay. God, I'm going to try to get Eric Collins on. Oh, no, that would be cool. Zippity doo. Zippity doo da. Wee, wee. What a nut What a crazy person he is. Let's take a break. We'll uh, see if we can hook up with Land again during the break. Uh, the former Pirate pitcher, now with the Cubs organization. Talk to him and have more for you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or customer uh, custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner. Call them today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. We will talk to Jason Nichols coming up, former ECU receiver and coach in hour number three and have a full ECU football media day recap. We'll hear from the coaches, the players, all that in hour three. We'll wrap up hour two with some baseball talk with former ECU pitcher and now member of the Chicago Cubs organization, Landon Ginn, joining us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Landon, appreciate your time. How you doing, man? Doing good. Appreciate you having me on. Yes, sir. Uh, off day, I guess, for the, the minor league guys. So, uh, were you able to get some golf in today? Actually, I'm about to uh, just chip one in from about 30 yards. <laughs> All right. Coming on at a good time. Congratulations. Yeah. Good, good, time. good work. Good work. Well, Landon, um, enjoyed your time here at ECU. Talk about what it's been like uh, since then uh, with the Chicago Cubs and, and working your way up that system. Uh, tell us about uh, what you've been up to since leaving East Carolina. Uh, just It's been a blast. I mean, going flying out to Arizona. Being at the complex, the complex is beautiful. The heat's uh, the heat's a little crazy though. As soon as I got off the, as soon as I got out the airport, it was 120 degrees. Mm. But uh, the facility is amazing, and I've uh, put in some hard work, and I feel like I've improved a good bit since the season, then since that uh, that game versus Virginia. 
talking to Landon again and uh, yeah disappointing into the season but a great season for you guys Landon and got to uh, experience postseason baseball uh, the two wins against Oklahoma were awesome uh, big wins for the Pirates but could not get past those Virginia Cavaliers but how would you kind of sum up your your season uh, here with East Carolina in 23? Uh, it was a up and down season for me obviously I didn't play the first 22 games but uh after that, I felt like once I got rolling, it was a pretty fun, pretty good season. And the boys, we we start, we got rolling pretty good there for a minute. And we just, uh, I wish we could have kept it going, but I think, uh, I think the boys definitely are going to make it next year. They got a good group of freshmen coming in, and seeing really solid. And of course, Coach G knows what he's doing. I knew we'd get a question about this uh, from Jamie because he talked about it during the season uh, on YouTube. I was going to ask you, too. He said, uh, did you have to retool your warm-up routine uh, because of the pitch clock in the minors? So it got you a couple times here at East Carolina. How are you uh, dealing with the old pitch clock now? Uh, actually, it's 14 seconds now when no runner's on, so it's uh, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> but here, when, uh, when you start the wind-up, it goes away, so – actually not that bad i haven't had to make any adjustments yet good deal good deal and i don't was that uh was that difficult for you at east carolina and i told a lot of guys said it didn't affect them much but you uh you like to take your time so so how big was that for you that change um it didn't really bother it bothered me a little bit obviously especially in clear water when it happened to me in the same inning but uh i mean it's not that much of a change it's kind of similar to college, but I mean, I feel like if I keep the right pace, I shouldn't have to worry about or think about it. Yeah. Landon, uh, what have the coaches, the, you know, scouts, people you talk to in the Cubs organization told you about, uh, uh, you know, your future? Well, are you, you know, still, you're going to be a bullpen guy, I would assume, but how about your, your pitches? Do they want you to develop more? Do they want you to fine tune what you already do? What, what are those conversations like? Um, actually, they've kind of talked to me about, trying to transition to a starter come around like spring training because I have I have a pretty good mix of pitches and all of them are pretty solid pitches. Um they do want me add a they want me add a bigger slider to confident or like to go with my already pretty hard slider. But that's really the only thing oh and a change up obviously because my change up's pretty brutal as it is right now. <laughs> uh that's awesome uh, transitioning potentially into a starter and uh I don't know what what is that? Just more stamina and obviously uh, fine tuning what you do. But but how do you how would you enjoy that change? Um, I think I, I think I like it a lot. I've, I started in junior college that one year. I wasn't at East Carolina, and I really enjoyed it. Honestly, I think it's just you know going back out there inning after inning and getting used to it and building up into it. Because at East Carolina, I was like one inning Friday, possibly one inning Saturday, and one inning Sunday guy. So it's definitely going to take a little bit of an adjustment, and hopefully. Hopefully during the off season when I get back to Arizona, I'll get used to that. And uh, Landon, you got your first W under your belt in professional baseball, so that's pretty cool. Did you get to? Uh, I don't know. Did you keep the ball or anything from that game? Yeah, I got, I got to keep the ball. Um, it was a it was a decent outing. I would have liked to throw more strikes that game, but I mean, obviously the adrenaline's pumping. First single A game. So, but I was I was pretty pleased with my performance. You play uh, some big-time competition at ECU, and I'm sure you did at uh, junior college as well, but we did have a question on YouTube about the biggest difference with competition between college and minor leagues, and maybe this will be a better question for you when you're a year or so in, but how about so far? Did you notice a jump in uh, competition, Landon? Um, 
I would say I would say rookie ball is a little bit better in like junior college level with like the guys just coming in. I like obviously when everybody's back in Arizona, like all the other like minor league players have been there whilst me better. But I would say single A and high A is like pretty close to your power five right. like colleges. And then after that, like it's dudes. <laughs> Straight up dudes. Landon again joining us. Uh Landon, love your your energy, your passion on the mound. Uh, did you play other sports? Like you, you kinda got a football player's uh physique out there. Did you play any other sports growing up? I played a lot of travel basketball. Okay. I was always a center. So I had to had to fight for everything I can playing travel basketball and being undersized. <laughs> a re- big rebound guy, uh defense guy. Yeah. Yeah, I was Big rebound, big defense. I was doing every little thing I can to get in somebody's head. <laughs> I like it. Landon Ginn joining us. Uh, Danny Beal's not here. Started back school today, uh, which you don't have to worry about anymore, so that's pretty cool, Landon. Uh, no more school. But uh, Danny's not here to defend himself. Got any good Danny Beal stories we can embarrass him by or anything? Danny Beal. Oh my God, there's so many, there's so many <laughs> funny things about Danny I could say. Um. <laughs> Nah, I'll say this in his defense uh, while you think of something, Landon. Uh, great guy. Fit in from day one here at Pirate Radio, but I love going after him because he can take it. He can take the beating. He can give it back to you, so he's fun to mess around with. Uh, he, he takes it so well because we gave it to him in the uh, locker room all the time. <laughs> yeah, you, you got him ready for this moment. Uh, but, man, we've had a lot of fun with DB. We actually had him interviewing uh, football players on Saturday at Media Day. Looking forward to uh, a football season here, Landon. And uh, I'm sure you, you love being a pro and, and things like that. What do you kind of miss about being around the, the guys and the team here at ECU right now? Uh, just being close to home and, like, I was with well, those guys for three years, two and a half years, and obviously family's close, and it's just the the community of Greenville. So, like, they're all behind the baseball team, yeah, and sports, obviously. But it's just a great, obviously, a great atmosphere. And I'm probably not going to see any see any atmosphere like that until like you know Major League Baseball, all right? Uh, so, Josh Moylan drafted by. Maybe his most hated team growing up as a kid, the Yankees. Uh, Jamie asking if you had a favorite team growing up. Um, and if it wasn't the Cubs, can you still root for both? Did you have a favorite team coming up? Uh, honestly, I've always been – I always played for this little trial team around the around North Carolina. It's called the Carolina Cubs. So All right. I'm a Cubs fan. And back in the day when Tim Winston was pitching for the Giants, I was a Giants fan, but also a long time ago. Yeah, good deal. So I uh, got a little Covey's background. Landon, what's uh, next for you? What's uh, you got? You back at it tomorrow? Back at it tomorrow. I'll, my second outing should be tomorrow, if not uh, Wednesday. Good deal. And uh, we'll be uh, rooting you on and looking forward to seeing what you can do. Landon, thanks for joining us, man. Good luck this season. And uh, we'll catch up with you again this offseason, maybe. All right. Yes, sir. Thank you. Y'all have a good one. You too, buddy. There's Landon again joining us who uh, – got it going right now and great to see him working his way up already um after just you know being part of that cubs organization and already uh designated a team got his first win and said you can probably see him again on tuesday or wednesday great stuff all right let's take uh our break and we'll have uh jason nichols joining us in hour number three once again a quick look at the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by dub buck Dub buck thanks uh joey Cubbies in action tonight against the Tigers coming up at 640. 
It'll be the Braves and the Mets at 7.20 tonight. Red Sox at Houston. Red Sox coming off a sweep over the Bronx Bombers. Start spreading the news. Oh, yeah. The Yankees are awful. Uh, So a huge series win. The Astros just got swept by the Mariners. So Boston trying to uh, continue their win streak and continue Houston's losing streak. And I hope the Yankees continue their losing streak for the rest of the season. Fox Sports 1 tonight. Seattle at the White Sox. You can watch that at 8-10. And, of course, we'll be keeping an eye on Keaton Mitchell and the Ravens when they take on the Commanders tonight. 24-game preseason win streak for Baltimore. Makes zero sense. They'll try to make it 25 tonight. We'll take a break. Come back. Jason Nichols joins us. Media Day Recap on the way after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. They have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. Carolina Caliber will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville and at carolinacalibercompany.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. It's game week for a few teams, select few teams. Week zero uh, coming up this week, and Jason Nichols here to talk about it and all the college football uh, going on. Excited about the start of another Pirate season, and we'll have a lot of ECU coach and player audio coming up this hour. But uh, Coach will be in ECU game week next week. Uh, but happy college football game week to you, Jason. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I was at home checking the calendar, and I saw that we had Navy and Notre Dame kicking off this week, as well as uh, USC and uh, was it San Diego? San Jose State. San Jose State. State. There you go. Yeah. So uh, he got a few games. In fact, ECU was almost involved in a week zero game. Um, it would have been Marshall. Marshall. What was that? COVID year? Yes. Uh, we were going to kick off. And of course, everything got messed up that year. Uh, but Jason, th- this wasn't a thing when you were playing. Nope. So my thought is by five ten years from now we're gonna have week negative one they're just gonna keep pushing it back and back and back and you know what i'm not complaining give me some football uh, no doubt no doubt just back. maybe in the northern states or somewhere where it's cool it's gonna be too hot to play here uh but hey excited about it and uh notre dame and navy will be playing in ireland yes coming up yes. uh so that's 2 30 this saturday boy navy has gotten off to some slow starts these last few years in their games and uh got a new coach kind of crazy to see what they're going to do without uh kenny amatololo there and uh jason you have some experience at a yes. military academy and yes. facing uh navy but uh interested to see i, I guess they're going to look about the same <laughs> with I, what they do i think so they, they hired a defensive coordinator that was there last year and I'm, from what i could tell they're still going to do pretty much the same thing on offense now they try to be a little bit more you know people get here and they think about the academies being 
all about triple option. They they are really trying to be more diverse than just triple options. So they're going to do some stuff to you know try to spread it out. I would bet you too. Interested to see uh, what their opener looks like against the Irish coming up this Saturday. We'll talk a little pirate football. It was media day on Saturday. East Carolina had their second scrimmage, and uh, unfortunately that was closed. Uh, that was closed to me and Chandler and even the former pirates like Jason Nichols apparently right yes it was I, I tried to get down there and I was told that it was closed so I said okay kind of a bummer but as a former coach you you get it right no I understand I understand it's, it's getting into game prep and uh you know they're getting closer and closer to uh kicking this thing off so uh, I definitely understand I, I was a little bit disappointed because it's the first weekend I had where I could get out there and go go watch it uh, well, let's hear what uh, some of the coaches and players had to say on media day uh, regarding this team. And uh, we'll start with Mike Houston's opening comments, Shirley. Well, it's an exciting time of the year. Uh, had a great scrimmage this morning in the stadium uh, with our team. Uh, very pleased with uh, uh, a lot of things today. Uh, I'm pleased with the week overall and uh, excited about some of the things I saw this morning. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I think, I don't know. You know, camp's kind of done now. Uh, you know, we start getting ready for our opener, uh, you know, starting at the beginning of the week. Um, so I know, uh, you know, the kids are pretty excited about that. I think the, the staff is too. So uh, camp's been uh, challenging. Uh, it's been a tough one. But I think that we finished, uh, we definitely finished trending upward, you know, pretty quickly. So, um, you know, like I said, pleased with a lot of things I saw this morning. We're about a third of the way through the tape uh, before I came up here just a minute ago. So, uh, but uh, excited to uh, finish that up with the kids and uh, get started with our preps for Michigan. Questions? Coach, I know you're kind of challenging our team after scrimmage one. Do you feel like they met the challenge this week as you, you know, earlier, earlier review of the, the film? Absolutely. You know, I, I was disappointed in a lot of things last week, but it's the first scrimmage. Uh, I thought that, uh, I'll tell you now, the beginning of the week, uh, they practiced very, very hard. Uh, everyone knows the kind of heat we had here this week. Uh, so I thought it was very challenging on them physically and mentally, but I thought we needed that. Uh, I think they responded to that challenge. Uh, and then, you know, I think they challenged themselves that, you know, we're, we're better than what some of the mistakes and things we showed last week. And I thought we came out, we were very, very clean today, which was the, uh, the, the most pleasant thing for me to see from an execution standpoint. Coach, given the degree of roster change these days, is talk about the challenge maybe building kind of a cohesiveness within a team. Well, uh, I think that's unfortunately going to be kind of the norm moving forward. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, trying to get the cohesiveness on, you know, your different units, you know, your, your lines and uh, your receivers and quarterbacks. Uh, I think there is a challenge there. And, uh, but I think that's something that we've got to adapt and evolve, evolve to. Um, I, I do think that that kind of familiarity and feeling comfortable with each other is probably one of the reasons why we look so much better today than we did last Saturday. Yeah, please make sure you raise your hand. We'll get your microphone. Coach, what's your timeline as far as getting ready for Michigan when you guys get back to work on Tuesday and then you know, leading up to your first game week? Well, the, you know, we want, to, we want to finish up with a scrimmage with our kids today and tomorrow, and then uh, Monday – uh, you know, we have, we have scouting reports and everything, uh, you know, ready for them. So we'll distribute those on Monday and then Tuesdays, you know, we're practicing against Michigan. And so, uh, 
you know, we'll have our scout teams trying to give us, you know, those looks. Uh, and, you know, give us two weeks to uh, prepare for, for them in the opener. Now, we've, we've prepared some throughout preseason camp. You know, the special team stuff we did today was against uh, Michigan's uh, special team stuff that we scouted from last year. So uh, we're, we're full bore and getting ready for the opener now. All right, Mike Houston there. And then, Jason, I wanted to ask you about that as a, a former coach. So they've got two weeks now for Michigan prep, he says. But I know in the past you talk about during the off season or, or leading up to the season, you, you kind of sprinkle in some Navy. sprinkle. It. So how much are you sprinkling in other teams that are on the schedule while you're you know building up to the season? Well, probably only only if you got Navy or, okay. or somebody like that would you want to maybe try to get some reps in on the triple option and all that good stuff because it's such a, a odd thing that you see now in college football, so you don't get that many reps at it. So uh, throughout spring, normally towards the end of spring practice, you'll sprinkle in a practice that may just be focused on on that particular group. And then I guess also throughout the you know preseason camp, you'll sprinkle some of that in just so you know how you're going to line up to it and all that good stuff. Big uh, couple weeks for the scout team as they will try to be the Wolverines uh, at practice. How much involvement? So you're, you're coaching your guys uh, against uh, uh, the scout defense uh, at practice. How, how much involvement? And who's coaching the the scout team? Uh, who goes over all that with the guys? Typically, the the offensive GA will control the defensive scout team, and the defensive GA will control the offensive scout team. Okay. And however they you know handle that between the GAs and quality control guys or whatever. So uh, that's that's who's typically handling that that side of the uh, look. Are you able to like recognize scout team stars? Like I know you're preparing for the game, but you're like, man, this guy's showing out during. See, he's giving our guys problems. Uh, do you have any good examples of those guys kind of rising up the the depth chart? Yeah, I mean, like that's how you can catch somebody's eye. You know, you you can't think that it's over just because you get put on scout team the, the first you know week of the season it's a long season ahead and um, believe it or not you know you're looking at that film to say hey can can one of these guys help us down the road and and uh typically it's the ones that go that goes hard and uh you know they're 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 looking at hey i'm gonna take this as an opportunity to get better not that i've been demoted or anything like that so it all comes with the attitude of of how they approach that too how does the the reps change at practice going from fall camp to uh, the the in season practices and you're you're maybe working in six running backs during fall camp and, and it cuts is that kind of how it works for you guys? Yeah, you'll start cutting it back now. I mean, you got to get ready. You, you, the ones need now. It's going to be groups of ones, twos, and and possibly some threes if you have enough depth. But typically, you're going to work those ones and twos pretty pretty hard now throughout the rest of this uh, time preparing for uh, Michigan and really just throughout the season. You know. <clears throat> That's why it's important to show what you got early. Yeah. Did you – and you were a wide receiver here. You coached running backs here, right? So mm-hmm. how many different uh, position groups have you coached while, when you were coaching? Uh, running backs and receivers. That's it? Okay. Yep. How was that uh, adjustment and, and, you know, how did that come up, come to be where you coached the running backs? Well, you know what? Uh, I was at the University of Louisiana Monroe with Todd Berry. In 2015, we got let go. And um, I was—I kept telling myself I wanted to 
learn the run game and understand the blocking schemes and the uh, run game and, and pass protections. And so there was an opportunity for me to uh, go and look at a receiver's job, and it was at an FCS school. And I said, well, if I'm going to go and coach at the FCS, I want to try to see if I can get a running back's job so I can start learning how to become a running yeah. back's coach and all that good stuff. And so uh, 2016, I was at Western Carolina. We actually came here and played uh, ECU. Yep. And uh, so that that was my start at, at running back, and I thought it served a good purpose for me to grow as a coach. You've been a player at Dowdy Ficklin, a coach on ECU side, a coach on the other. <laughs> you experienced it from every angle, and this year you'll be talking about it with us. So about, this will be my fourth angle. At it. <laughs> there you go. Well traveled. Uh, Jason Nichols joining us. Excited uh, to have him as part of our team pregame, postgame, and a couple watch-alongs planned too, uh, including the opener against Michigan. So yep. that'll be fun to to watch some games with uh, some players there Chandler yeah no doubt and watch alongs or watch parties are so fun and we got a couple lined up a few lined up for you and we'll have one one kicking off on September 2nd ECU versus Michigan so tune into that Shirley let's hear a little bit more from Coach Houston uh, cut to but how would you compare this year's camp to the past camps obviously years five different than year one but yeah anything uh, go better maybe than years past changes from past years well you know it's Every year is different because you know every team's different. I think that uh, you know you have the you have some inexperience out there this year, so you have a lot of like I said, getting getting familiar with each other, uh, getting getting guys familiar in different roles. Uh, but you also have a lot of players that have been in the program for several years now. Uh, so it's been a it's been a very competitive uh, preseason camp. I think the kids have practiced very very hard. Uh, I mean, I just like the, the, the energy and the intensity and the urgency that we had today on the field was so much better than it was last Saturday. And I think a lot of that comes from, you know, them, you know, realizing last Saturday that they, you know, we, we weren't where we needed to be. Uh, and you have enough positive, strong leadership uh, in, in the locker room that, uh, you know, they pulled everybody along, got everybody going in the right direction. So. I think it was, uh, you know, a very smooth camp, a very solid camp, uh, but you know, every year is different. Coach, you were talking about the heat this week. Can you talk about the importance of the indoor practice facility? <laughs> well, we needed one when I got here, and that was five years ago. So we need one that much worse now. And you know, the thing that you know, I think the heat index on the field was 117 on Tuesday. Uh, and, you know, granted, we've got to practice in the heat saw, okay? But then, you know, our, our walkthroughs and our stuff that we have in the evenings, uh, you know, Tuesday evening we're back outside on the field, you know, walking through, and it's the heat index is in the high 90s. And, you know, that's fine for a day or two, but you go, you know, three straight weeks, it can zap a lot out of you. Uh, so I think that, uh, you know, it's definitely something that we need for preseason camp. I think it's, it's something that we're going to need for inclement weather throughout the fall. Um, so it's, uh, you know, I know we're, we're working towards that, but, uh, you know, I'd like to see us hurry up and get, uh, get the project off the ground from a, uh, from a construction standpoint. Any names you want to give flowery accolades to that maybe exceeded expectations for you in camp or played themselves into uh, positions that uh, you may not have anticipated before? Well, I think you got, I think you got a couple there. Um, you know, probably for me, the one of the, the biggest uh, positives from preseason camp has been Jari Patterson. Uh, certainly a very talented guy coming out of high school, uh, but he has been very impressive. Uh, was very impressive again today. So 
Uh, at the conclusion of practice today, um, I informed him he was going on full scholarship. So that was a uh, you know a, a big moment because you know he's very popular in the locker room. The coaches love him. Our players love him, and so it was great for them to get to celebrate that with him. But you know he has definitely earned it. I mean he has worked his tail off uh, last spring, all summer. He's in great shape. Uh, but that's just another guy that's added to what is turning into a very solid room. Uh, I think Jalen Johnson has been very solid throughout camp. Uh, Josiah Hatfield has uh, been very, very solid, very consistent throughout camp. Um, you know, Kerry King uh, has, has really improved. Um, so I, I think that, that, that receiver room is really coming around. I thought Chase, uh, he did some solid things today, which was good to see. Uh, so it was, you know, I, I think that group has really uh, stood out for me during this preseason camp. All right, Mike Houston there. Uh, always love that moment when a player goes on scholarship and ECU put out a video on Saturday and Houston uh, was seen in that video telling Jory, hey, I'm glad you had a good day today because we had this planned. It would have been a shame if he didn't have a good day. But, uh, and man, one of the coolest things, and maybe we'll, we'll play the audio, but if you haven't seen it at the end, uh, Houston's got his arm around Patterson and, and Jari says, thank you for not giving up on me. And it was just a really cool moment there. And uh, I know you've been a part of those special moments, Jason. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you always cheer for guys, the, you know, the underdogs and, and uh, he came in as one and walked on and, uh, and, and you cheer for those guys to get that opportunity. And that, now what you say as a coach is now, let, don't let this be the end. Right. right now that you got this scholarship, let's continue to work and, and become the player that you're capable of becoming. Because a lot of times, once you get what you've been working for, human nature is to relax and say, "Oh, sure. I made it." Uh, if you got a question for Jason Nichols, you can get it in Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, Twitter, or you can give us a call three one seven twelve fifty. Jamie asking coach uh, coach question for Nichols. Uh, As a coach, what do you do to stay up to date with current football trends? Do you just watch a lot of games, or is there something else you can do? Do you study anything specifically? Yeah, you know what? I, I, I plan on watching a lot of football here this fall, but there's a lot of stuff you can do from the AFCA perspective. They they have a big library there where you can, you can go in and basically watch whoever you want to watch and learn whatever you want to learn. Um, typically, I like to get back and, and pull some things. I'm like, hey, you know, how can I get better here and, um, and, and use this time also to grow? I find it interesting that – You'll have the conventions and everybody will get together. You'll also go visit some places and talk to other coaches. And it's interesting that some will share and some will probably shut you out and won't talk to you at all. So what's that give and take like in the coaching fraternity? Yeah, you know what? More guys are more giving than they are nowadays because the Internet. I mean, you got so many ways you can go and and learn things now. But um, there is no true secrets in football. We all steal from one another. Uh, Anything I learned as a running back coach, I stole from different people. Uh, anything that I've learned as a receivers coach, I've learned from different people in my past experiences of playing the position. And all about networking. I'm sure you would uh, chat with friends in the business during the season too, right? Like after games and things like that. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that I'll reach out to here as the season starts just to say good luck because I know how it is once they get rolling here. And, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be good. You know, it'll be good for me to just to keep those contacts and, and keep everything rolling. 
and uh that's why it's great to have a resource like jason nichols marcus crandall joining us post game you'll be able to ask about certain plays formations and why we did this why we did that and uh you can't get inside the mind of uh, another head coach or an offensive coordinator but you'll have a, a pretty good explanation i think on what happens out there no doubt no doubt I'm looking forward to that let's uh, uh eric says coach it's not stealing it's borrowing <laughs> there that's, that's a much softer nicer word i guess to say uh let's take a break we'll come back more with jason nichols we'll hear uh from donnie kirkpatrick uh some other coach interviews some player interviews as well rajay harris ready to go always enjoy uh chatting with rajay we'll hear that and more when we return and we'll make you a winner it's all coming up pirate radio live after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Orthopedics East provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients of Eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, Jamie says, is Jason ready for the fifth quarter shows? And Eric said, I don't think him or Marcus is ready for the fifth quarter debauchery that awaits them. It's uh, it's going to be interesting uh, to receive phone calls uh, from angry Pirate fans if things don't go ECU's way. But uh, always entertaining, always fun. And I tell you what, when the Pirates win, it's a party in here. So uh, you'll get some good, you'll get some bad, Coach. And uh, looking forward to your first ride into the fifth quarter. Man, I've heard a lot about this, so I'm, I am looking forward to it, especially being on this side. I've probably been on that other side, too, if somebody's <laughs> called in. What are y'all doing over there? Oh, yeah, no doubt. So, uh, But it's, it's definitely, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun, and uh, we are less than two weeks away from the first edition of the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show following East Carolina and Michigan. We'll be with you early Saturday morning at 8 a.m., bright and early on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Looking forward to uh, being back in season and with Pirate Football, Jason Nichols here, Chan Man in studio. We got Joey and Shirley in Studio B. Let's hear more from Media Day, Shirley. And uh, again, Media Day was it was great, but very rushed. Uh, we didn't have a lot of time, so got about two minutes or so with everybody. Let's hear my uh, quick chat with Donnie Kirkpatrick from Saturday. Coach, uh, uh, the opener is going to be in the big house, a lot of fans and everything. How much you've incorporated maybe silent count signals with Mason, with Alex? You know, we're kind of already built for that anyhow, so we, we use the clap or we use the silent count. Then we do use a verbal count sometimes too, but we practice that year in and year out, always prepared for that. But even if we were playing at uh, the old Superdome playing Tulane, we'd probably use that same count cadence. So I don't think that's going to be a factor. Now, I don't know anybody – can be totally prepared for a hundred plus thousand people. You know, if they were whispering, it'd be pretty loud in there as well. But we're set for that as far as cadence, I think. 
How uh, comfortable are you with how comfortable your quarterbacks are with the playbook, with the offense? How you feel about that right now? Well, I think the quarterbacks know the system. I, I mean, you're in the meeting room, they can nail it. You know, in the film room, they can nail it. Now, out on the field, you know, it's moving faster. That's why we practice. Uh, uh, they're getting great experience. We've had a lot of reps with them. Our defense throws a ton of different things at you, so they're getting really, really prepared for what maybe would be the whole season. Uh, but, you know, there's, there's going to be some growing pains. I, I am totally prepared for that. Uh, you know, with the quarterbacks, we're talking a lot about, you know, you don't have to go win the game. They they're really don't do anything but just keep us in the game. They, the Both quarterbacks, really the third quarter, Raheem Jeter is super talented as well. And we just got to let the other guys do the heavy lifting, and they just got to distribute the ball, keep us in the right play, and just not turn it over right now. And that's kind of what we're going to emphasize. When uh, plays kind of broke down last year, you had Holden, you had Keaton, you had CJ Isaiah. Yeah. Who, do you have bailout guys this year, guys that can maybe bail you out of some trouble? Well, you know, Holton always did a nice job throwing things on the run, keeping his eyes downfield. We did have we've had outstanding receivers here ever since I've been here the first time. You know, we're gonna have outstanding receivers again. They're gonna be some new names and it may take a while before they're at their best. Uh, but we'll have outstanding receivers. I think uh, Mason is great on the run. You know, I'm thinking, I, don't, I don't think a strategy defensive guys are going to want is to push him out of the pocket necessarily because he's a 6'5", 250 pounds. That's a lot running at you, and he can throw the ball on the run very, very well. I think Alex has really, really gotten better at that. That's something he's worked very hard on. So now it's just a matter of getting those receivers to kind of get on the same page with the quarterback and understand how you get into these scrambled drills and how you find your area so that two receivers don't go to the same place. Uh, it's worked pretty well in practice, not as well as I'd like for it to yet. The game will be the big test, though, to see how that goes. You giving a uh, holding the pep talk to beat the Cowboys tonight? Well, anytime that anybody could beat the Cowboys, uh, being a uh, – what am I, commander? Not a Redskins fan? I think I'm still a Redskins fan. Yeah, yeah I, I would, I'm definitely for him with that, and I know he's uh, always going to be having fun out there doing doing well. You guys, uh, old, guys are doing good, right? Your old offensive guys. Yeah, so you know, I, we've been very proud. I hadn't gotten a chance to see much. I kind of catch yeah. the highlights. You guys put it out there for us. Yeah. Like that too, and I've tried to keep up with them. But you know, I saw a little bit of Keaton, and I've yeah. seen the Holton's highlights a little bit. I, I guess I missed Ryan last night. I know something was going on with the Giants, but somewhere I had to work in there for some reason. <laughs> Thanks, coach. Thank See you, man. There you go, Donnie Kirkpatrick, and uh, a couple things from that says that no matter the opponent or the venue, they like to to have the clap, the the count, coach. You always want something like that, just in case you are in a uh, raucous uh, road environment, right? Yeah, you better have something that you can go to because a hundred thousand can get pretty loud. And so having that clap or whatever it is, silent count, you got to work it. Nowadays, to be honest with you, the biggest thing is it's not that big of a deal because you practice with music now anyway. Right. Yeah. Part of that practicing with music is to make you have to communicate and all that good stuff too, on top of you know getting the, the, the juice right out at practice. But uh, So you have to communicate a little bit more anyway when you're out at practice field with the music. What's the loudest uh, road environment you've faced as a player and coach? Man, we went and played Tennessee when Peyton Manning was there. That was pretty loud. Um, we went to Auburn and played those guys and should have beat them. They cheated us. The officials did in that game. That was pretty loud. South Carolina gets pretty loud. 
we've been to some some places that auburn i remember uh the late great jeff charles saying uh clip anytime you play an sec team <laughs> and have a run over 20 yards you better believe it's coming back <laughs> there's gonna be a flag <laughs> I, I, I tell you what man they had a running back i forget his name he's a big joker too he went on to play for the actually the washington redskins he got beat up in a fight uh preseason steven davis steven davis there yeah. you go junior smith was the best running back on that field i'm just telling you yeah. and they couldn't touch him man uh jason nichols joining us uh, coach also talked about the being comfortable with the playbook and and he talked about the film room but uh it's a little different when you head out on the field right uh they, they got it but the, you still got to throw them out there and see what happens you know what that that's the part as a coach you say okay you're waiting for the game to slow down for them mm-hmm. because they can verbalize everything they got to do when they're sitting here and it's pretty but now you got all those bullets flying at you and, and the defense is doing that disguise and all that you, you, that's when the game has to slow down and you got to believe and read your keys and say this is what I'm getting us into or this is where the ball is going and uh, when that happens then as a coach you, you, you're proud because you're saying okay They've made that step. I don't know when that step's going to come. I'm sure Donnie doesn't know when that step is going to come from right. quarterbacks. But at some point, that game will hopefully slow down for those guys. And we talked about uh, guys being able to bail you out if uh, things aren't going good on a play. And, man, Mason is a great bailout option when he runs. We've seen him run uh, in the past. And reminded me, Chandler, of – remember Logan Thomas, who is a current Washington tight end, yeah. played for uh, Virginia Tech. And it was so frustrating because they needed – four yards and he'd almost just lean and fall forward he would get hit and get four and an inch yeah he would get hit like he would run for a yard or two get hit by two or three pirates and it's like that frame and that length he would just reach out there and next thing you know i mean the referees are saying all right he got it and you're like <laughs> so, so frustrating. frustrating every time and mason's got that size coach that uh i'm, I'm excited to see him when something does break down and let him get out there he does man and he, he you know from what i remember he can move pretty decent yes too, sir so uh, you know that that'll that that'll play big for us as we get on down the road too. You know Michigan, you know he'll probably convert some first downs right there. But those guys are built a little bit different than probably some of the people we're gonna see. Yeah, uh, in the season, and that's tough too, right? You almost have to wait two weeks to kind of see what this pirate team. Now they could go up there and, and play them tough and hell win the game. Yeah. That'd be great um, if it goes the way Michigan games have gone non-conference the past three years. They beat teams by about an average of 40 points that are not Big Ten teams. Uh, so, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we're going to recap it after week one, but you might learn more about the Pirates week two and three against Marshall and App State. I think so. I think, you know, you, you go up there and what you got to look at is, how, did we execute what we called? Um, did we protect well? Um, you know, because really moving those guys off the ball, that's going to be a big challenge. It's going to be a big challenge for not just us. It's going to be a big challenge for a lot of people this year to move those guys. So, um, you know, it, it might tell us a little bit more that second game. But I tell you what, if we can hold in there and play well, I think you can come out of here being pretty confident about who we are, too, as a football team. Man, just that first series, that first quarter is so important to – to just be in the fight right stay in the fight and uh and let's go let's try to pull the upset but we were talking earlier in the show uh ellerby was saying you know does ecu uh win the toss take the ball defer what are you doing you deferring i'm probably gonna defer yeah one for two reasons one um 
we think our defense is pretty spiffy, right? We think we got a good yeah, chance yeah, up front yeah. to, to really let those guys lean. We got we're gonna have to lean on those guys a little bit. Uh, let's let them get out there, and, and who knows? They may go out there and create a turnover for you. Now you get the ball on a short field, and uh, and two, just to let the, the the young guys, especially the quarterback, kind of settle into that environment a little bit. You know, yeah. hear how loud it can get when they get excited in there, and then understand, hey, at the end of the day, we're gonna kick this thing off. We're gonna play football. Jason Nichols joining us inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Got more from Media Day coming up, but surely let's make somebody a winner right now as we will have our weekly giveaway, our daily giveaway, I should say. But what are we giving away, give away on away, this Monday? How about a pair of tickets to a Wood Ducks away, baseball game? All right, go see the Woodies on Pirate. Awesome. My goodness. Go see uh, the Woodies on us. Caller number. Eight. Caller eight. 317-1250. You can be a winner. Got more with Jason Nichols when we return Pirate Radio Live on a Monday after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. And congratulations to Alan Meekins of Washington. Picked up a pair of tickets to a Down East Wood Ducks baseball game. Get your single game tickets and check out all the fun promotions planned this season right now at woodducksbaseball.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, back with your Pirate Radio Live. Update for you folks tuning in and for Jason Nichols if you didn't see this. Uh, Jim Harbaugh had a suspension, was unsuspended, and now he's been resuspended. Uh, Michigan has self-imposed a three-game ban for Jim Harbaugh. So, uh, Jason looks like he won't be on the sidelines for East Carolina and Michigan. Yeah, I saw that recently. I was like, man, what, you know, they like you said, it was a four-game, and then it was nothing, and then <laughs> now it's a three-game. So, yeah, self-imposed. Going to miss uh, ECU, UNLV, and Bowling Green. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> Who's that fourth game? <laughs> that would be the Big Ten opener against uh, Rutgers. That's why he's not suspended four games. Makes a little sense, right? Yeah. Um, pulling for UNLV, uh, former ECU safety Damon Magazoo, uh, still on that staff. So uh, pulling for Mags and the Ribs. All right, let's uh, hear more from Media Day and had a chance to talk to uh, my guy. We got a new my guy uh, that you'll hear during this conversation, Rajay Harris. Oh, my and- God. <laughs> we got do you have the old one Shirley? My guy. So we got the laid back my guy. We got a high pitched. Oh my guy. My guy. Oh my guy. Rajay always puts a smile on your face cuz he's always got one on his and uh it was fun to talk to him on Saturday. Here's what he had to say. Raj. Oh my guy. How you doing, buddy? How you doing? Make you up. All right, let's do it. Rajay, uh great to see you smiling. Always, always. 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 Um Coach Houston said several times he couldn't even tell anything happened to you. I mean, is that, <laughs> is that really true? Is that how you feel? Yeah, man, I feel real good, man. Yeah. Uh, I feel real confident in myself. Um, strong mental, strong up top. 
man, and everybody's behind me, man. Yeah. Like, the love is real. It's love is contagious. Man, I'm just ready to ball, man. Ready to ball. We told you a little bit during your recovery, and you said that you, you're Rajat. You're keeping your head up. You're smiling. You're pushing. <laughs> like, was it really like that? Was there any days where you were like, man, I don't know? You know what? Uh, I don't have my days. Yeah. I don't have my days. But like I said, it's the people in that locker room that keep you going. The coaches that keep you going. The people around me. Like, I don't surround myself around no negativity. You know, I keep that far away from me. So just being surrounded by positivity, man, it'll take you a long way. I've heard uh, that, and I wouldn't, didn't hear the actual speech or speeches, but you rallied the team a few times this fall camp. Uh, those are your guys, and, and you're you're the leader. Uh, what was that like, and, and pouring that out to the to your teammates? Uh, it's love, man. It's love for sure between me and my brothers. But uh, I don't even feel like it's, it's anything like that. I just feel like it's just me, you know, being me, being the person that I am uh, on and off the field, and just having to. Having a locker room that just listens and understands, like where we done came from, the people that done been here. So you know, being a leader, um, being a leader is just a great feeling, you know, because that's something my parents raised me to be—a leader on and off the field. So just having that that title, it just it means a lot. Means you got that voice in the locker room. Is Mason developing that voice? Yeah, he he take over the offense. You know, uh, whenever we having a bad day or having bad plays. He'll stop the offense, call up a huddle, whatever he has to do to get us back on track. So Mason's came a long way, man. He's going to be a special place. He's going to be a special person in the offense. How'd scrimmage two go for the offense today? Don't tell the defense, but we lit him up today. We lit him up. Um, we had a good day offensively. Yeah. You know, it was a it was about a balanced scrimmage, but yeah. less turnovers, man. And we just had fun today. You know, we felt like it was just – a fun day today, you know what I'm saying? We just went out there and just did what we had to do um, in a good way, in a positive way. And we just had fun, man. And once you just leave all your emotions and all that other stuff at the door, man, and just go out there and have fun, you'll have a good day. All right, real quick, give me like a one or two word scouting report on uh, your guys. First of all, Marlon Gunn. Beast. All right. Beast. Uh, how about the young Bond we're hearing about? Freak. <laughs> Freak. Uh, Gerald. Gerald is just intelligent. Like everything you do, just intelligent. Camaro, uh, force, uh, crazy pop. Uh, Got a lot of running backs. <laughs> mentality. You you get in front of him, it's better. I'll <laughs> leave you buddy out. Y'all probably. Man, we got a lot of guys. Room. We got a uh, Grayson Clue. He's been doing good. Uh, we got a Jordan. He's been doing great. Uh, CJ towards ACL, but I mean his mentality has been strong. I'm missing anybody? I don't think I'm missing anybody. It's a deep but room. There, it we'll, is uh, a deep room, man. We'll let you run. We'll let you run, but uh, got to get the Niners prediction. What you think? I'm going to the Super Bowl. We're going to beat the Who's Commanders. Who's your quarterback? We're going to beat the Commanders. You're going to beat the Commanders? We're going to beat the Commanders. Everybody beats the Commanders. Like, got to make, sure, make sure you know. Who's your quarterback? Uh, I'll tell you, Brock. Cool. Right. I'm cool, Brock. All right. Cool, bro. Good luck to you. Good luck to your Niners. Most definitely. <laughs> Most definitely. Thanks, Roger. Yes, up. Uh, special dude, Roger Harris. Love uh, that guy. It's just no matter what he does on the football field, it doesn't matter. He's just uh, a huge part of this team and was down the stretch last year when he was on the sidelines and tra- you know able to travel, go to a bowl game, and 
uh, kind of limp, you know, coming off that injury. And uh, Jason, you got to have that, those guys, not only the plays he makes on the field, but guys that uh, can can keep the, the guys together in the locker room. Man, that's that's most important is, is having a true leader. Uh, it's hard to find, especially in today's uh, generation. Uh, everybody wants to be liked. Um, they got that little button that they click to get liked. Uh, sometimes being a leader doesn't mean that they're going to like you, but I'm sure everybody respects what what he brings to the table um, because he is Mr. Positive and, uh, and he is a hard worker. You know, a lot of times, you know, the guys shy away from being a leader just because to be a leader, you got to be on point every day. And, and somebody's watching you and waiting for you to fall off. And so, uh, you know, Raja is just a Mr. Consistent, and uh, he, he's going to be a great leader for this football team. There's a lot of running backs in that room. You talked about it, but that running back room is as deep as it could probably get. And there's nobody I want to be leading that group rather than Rajay Harris. I mean, I think that's the perfect guy to kind of control that room with so many guys in it, and a lot of the young guys. And uh, they have a great guy in Rajay Harris to look up to. Yeah. I agree. And a room like that will make you want to get back into coaching quick. Man, that, you got that's, some studs in there. When you got guys, that, that makes you look really good. How do you keep four, five, and six into a coach? That's a challenge, right? You, what, what you got to be able to tell those guys, and you got to sit them down and say, hey, this is how many we got to travel with. And I can take a couple of you guys that's probably going to have to play special teams just in case, you know, you get into a game and somebody turns an ankle pulls a hamstring you still got guys that you can get in and they can go operate for you but um you got to tell them hey you you guys are going to be involved on special teams and that's another way that you can go help this football team and honestly that's the way you can help yourself in the future too what are the remind us of the rules coach so how many are on a roster and how many can you travel with i think 72 it depends like on on league play what Mm -hmm. people certain people can do whatever but uh, i think it's 72 that we will probably take on most games that i've gone on and how about home games you can have you can you can have uh god i forget that i don't know if there's a cap on that number per se okay i remember you know, we just used to ask guys are they going to dress out or not, if they deserve to dress out or not. If they did, we'd dress them out. If they didn't, we tell them to get up in the stands. Okay, there you go. Uh, another guy, a guy we talked about last week that you remember fondly is Taylor Jackson, who has waited his uh, turn. Chandler, you you said this might be your guy for the season. Defensively, I think it's my guy. And I enjoyed talking to him. Uh, very humble attitude, and you'll hear that from our chat Saturday at Media Day. Uh, Taylor, Blake Harrell had some awesome things to say about you, I think, earlier this week, just about how you've come along, you've kind of taken over as a leader in that room. How about your your growth here? It's been a great growth, great experience just playing. I have awesome guys to learn from. I have Bruce Bivens, Aaron Ramsey, Miles Berry, Xavier Smith. Like I can just keep going. So it's just it was great guys to learn from, learn from their mistakes, learn from good things also. And just I feel as though it's my time to lead, and I'm leading the guys the right way. And you guys, guys, are leading that are kind of new in this program. So how about getting them up to speed? What's that process like? Uh, it's been going good. Like we do a lot of activities on and off the field, so it's just good to get the guys together, learn what they like, learn what they don't like, learn their actual first name and things like that. Just Start small, so it's it's good. It's going great. On paper, the defense looks like a strength for you guys. Uh, the veterans up front, veterans on the back end. So how excited are you guys as a unit to go out there and play? Oh, we're very excited. We're just ready to show everybody and show the world what we can do. Yes, sir. Okay. Good luck, buddy. Thank you. 
all right you can't force people to be friends <laughs> jason but i heard that from it's funny so he's talking linebackers i talked to jd lampley he said we are the tightest unit on the team and he said you probably heard that from all the units but no i'm serious we're always together so you're hearing it from different uh rooms different groups and that is awesome to hear that not only you know practice game day uh when they're not on the field they're still together that's awesome well i I tell you what that that's a piece that people don't understand how important that is with a football team it's it's one thing to have talent because talent will give you a great chance to be successful but you got to have a team that likes each other, too. I mean, because the best teams that I played on here at East Carolina, we liked each other. And we liked each other whether we were in the locker room. Not saying that we didn't have our sure. our disputes. But um, but in the locker room, in the classroom, we partied together. Whatever it was, you know, we, we were there. And we had a saying. We called it foot fire because we were our own fraternity. And we loved each other. Heard that one from uh, Jeff Connors, the— Good fight, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I even asked Jack Powers Saturday about, like, camp fights. I was like, hey, don't be specific. Don't want anybody to get in trouble, myself included. But uh, any camp fights, he's like, yeah, you know, little stuff here and there. But, like, after it, we're all boys. Like, mm-hmm. it's is part of it. And uh, that's that's a sign of maturity, I think, where you know, hey, we're in a physical sport. We're battling. But afterwards, leave it leave it out there. Yeah, n- never, never take it into the locker room. Because, I mean, the twins, the heart twins, when we were here, it was going to be a fight at some point. <laughs> Uh, but we never took it into the uh, into the locker room, man. It was it was truly just us out there battling. I guess that's just kind of a true uh, example of like. I mean, Coach Houston said this is probably one of the most competitive fall camps there yeah. has been, and I, I feel like with competitiveness, especially with a lot of some of the guys on this team, there's going to come some scuffles and stuff like that. But it's like you said, as long as you can go back to the locker room, you know, uh, buddies, then everything everything's all right. So, yeah. yep. So never take it personal. Yeah, I like how you said the heart. With the heart twins, you know something's going to happen. Yeah. So, so you kind of knew that was the deal, huh? Yeah, we already knew it. I mean, it was, <laughs> and they got two of them. It was two of them. So. <laughs> All right, good stuff with uh, Jason Nichols. We'll take our final break, come back, get some final thoughts, and have more for you when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The Dow was down 36 points today. It closed at 34,463. NASDAQ was up 206 points and finished at 13 1,497. The S&P was up 30 at 4,399. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Flip. Alright, big NFL news. Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter reporting that the Colts have given running back Jonathan Taylor permission to seek a trade. It just reminded me of a big running back trade involving the Colts when they got um, 
uh, Trent Richardson from the Browns, mm-hmm. and I want to say that was like right before the season. Okay, September 18th. So it was like week one or two. It was very early in the season, I remember. Um, they exchanged Richardson for a first-round pick. So once again, uh, the Colts involved in a potential big running back deal here, and uh, we'll have to see where he lands, uh, Jason. we got NFL kicking off uh, – in a couple weeks here excited yeah, about that i am i am this this will be the first time in a while that i can sit back and watch some nfl games yeah and uh we'll see how your falcons do this year got commanders and ravens tonight on monday night football yep well <laughs> go ahead jason okay well i i'm gonna watch that because i want to see how keaton does and uh i really want to see what washington is going to do from an offensive standpoint too i really want to see what he can bring there and, and get those guys going but um that'll be an interesting game tonight yeah i'm starting to get on board with sam Howell. i know he's got some talent and uh, with eric b enemy now running that offense uh i'm like you i'm interested to see they got weapons they got they got some talent there so i'm starting to get a little excited about it you should i honestly from outside looking in you should be excited about your commanders until where's the joke coming there's no joke i'm serious (laughs) all right thank you joey i appreciate that that's until the wheels fall off uh we have not we didn't recap nothing with you chandler how was your uh guess where chandler was he was at uh truest watching the braves i was in the atl this past weekend yeah man friday it was fun it was great um i thought the stadium was going to be a little closer to downtown but the next thing you know i mean turner fields like right over there in the uh upper deck i guess georgia state's football stadium now so that's pretty cool but no i enjoyed my first major league baseball game it was braves and the giants braves only gave up two hits spencer strider was fantastic on the night and um yeah it was a great weekend we went to top golf on saturday watched some of the fights uh on saturday night um and tried my best to keep up with holt nailers and, and the rest of the former pirates and stuff like that but it was a good weekend i really enjoyed a- the atl i'm jealous man i hadn't <laughs> been able to get back home in a while and i went by mercedes-benz superdome or mercedes-benz yeah, whatever yeah. they call it the stadium yeah. that is a big big venue oh yeah it's huge yes jason uh enjoyed the hour man flew by but uh time flies when you're talk- having fun talking pirate football so we will be in game week uh when we talk to you next week all right looking forward to it man i am too jason nichols uh, i'll talk to him next monday joey good work today my man uh, good luck at school appreciate it well if you need any help with your homework i got you oh no kidding i will i'm taking you up on that oh boy i shouldn't mm. have said that uh <laughs> surely we'll see you tomorrow chan man see you tomorrow as well tuesday three o'clock on an all-new edition of pirate radio live jeff charles take us home have a great night eastern carolina thanks for listening to pirate radio live an exclusive presentation of the voice of the pirate nation